I can't with authority answer that question. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday, February 2nd, 2014. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 588. This is No Agenda. Predicting large sporting events since 1906. From FEMA Region 6 here in the Travis Heights hideout in Austin, Texas. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it's finally raining, and it's actually raining, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Vaughn Buzzkill in the morning. Uh, you know, I have received so many emails about the rain stick. <laughs> Let's do it again. People are, yeah, but the, the drawback is it's raining in Austin now too. <laughs> so what? You need the water. It hadn't rained for months in California. We shake these damn rain sticks. You know, I, I had a question about that. How many people? Because this kind of goes along with um, uh, with karma as well. With an a large amount of people, maybe just people who, when they request karma where it doesn't work, they just don't t- tell us about it. Well, they tell us. But not often. I mean, we, we, I can count on one hand the amount of times someone has requested karma and it didn't work out. Yeah, well, it does happen, though. But this rain stick thing is, is a little scary. <laughs> and, 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 and so the question is, how many people, is this is, this is the, the weird thing And do you know who sent show? us these, by the way, do you know who sent us these rain sticks? Yes, uh, the the producer from uh, Utah, Sherry. What's, Sherry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You think she's? Do you think she's actually in Utah? No, I I received them from her when we were in Utah. You sure that was her? Or she's not <laughs> well, I, who knows? Utah can be weird. Anyway, go so, on. So, of course, because we don't have uh, uh, advertisements, so we don't have to have some kind of rating or a GRP or a QM or a share or we don't need we don't need to prove to any advertisers screw arbitron <laughs> yeah uh, which is by the way is now folded into nielsen so we don't need to say oh we have x amount of people listening and uh, last night miss mickey and i were at a, a benefit thing here in austin and you know and and of course it was oh what do you do and then you know mickey's an artist and I say, what do you do? And uh, and and I, you know, <laughs> you know me, I'm like, uh, I really don't. I don't I just I'm so tired of telling. If they don't know who I am because they're too young, usually, then I just I'm, I make something up. But when they finally find out about the podcast, I say, well, how many people listen to the podcast? I don't, you know, I really don't know. And it's not a good answer for, <laughs> for most people. That Ten makes, million people. <laughs> it, it makes it sound like. Man, this hot woman has got some weird guy sitting in the closet with a microphone. Does she know what she's married to? But um, but how do we have any idea how many people? Do you, can you guesstimate? Because somehow the collective thought, I believe, when we you know, it's like when you pray to God. I don't think that really works that well because you're throwing your thing into the air and some third, into the into the mix. <laughs> yes, that's a lot of messages going. I get there. to it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy right now. I got I got Syria to deal with, and uh, but you know when it's the podcast, and I, I think that you know that somehow electronically it comes into your head, and then maybe you're thinking about it, and maybe somehow that has some effect. But what do you think? Is it is it ten thousand, twenty thousand? No, it's way beyond that. It is beyond I mean, that. Just yeah. based on the kind of numbers we get in responses and the people that actually signed up for the mailing list, which is always going to be about uh, the mailing list will be, I'm guessing around ten percent, five to ten percent of the total, because uh, that's all you know. Nobody else 
just listen. So, they, don't so, they don't donate. They don't do anything. You, you basically gave me no answer other than, well, uh, it's about a hundred thousand. I'm guessing about a hundred thousand to one hundred fifty thousand. Really? I think one hundred fifty thousand. That's, that's a moderate number, and that's also based on the number of people out of the blue that say in the morning to you on the streets of any city. Yeah, but that's not really fair. I mean, whenever in Austin, it's just continuous. I, I had a guy like almost fall off no his. Sense. I almost fell off his bike the other day. In the morning. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm, 100, 150,000. Nah, that's probably about right. That's my guess. And I think it's I think it's about a valid number based on the kind of I mean, if you take every all the variables, that's about what it sounds like. Mm. I'd like to be bigger. Uh That's what she said. We are. I mean, it's possible we have it, but that means that if we're bigger than that, that means that people are not contributing very much. Right. It would actually be bad if we, if we, be bad. If we, if it means we that, that people yeah. don't, you know, the number of people that actually contribute to True. the show, support the show and produce the show, uh, are really just yeah. a, a super minorities. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, for some reason, this rain stick thing seems to work. Uh, you have to admit that's kind of freaky. <laughs> don't do it too much. Then you'll have too much water. Can you abuse the rain stick? I think so. You, did, did you not? I mean, Washed you, away. You took the course. You, you know we're licensed. <laughs> licensed rain stick. Operators. Wizards. Operators. Operators. Oh, hold on it. a second. Um, we have not tweeted. Uh, this, is what, this is what happens when, you, when you're having too much fun. Rain stick operators. Yeah, we are rain stick. That's what we are. We're rain stick. We are licensed, licensed rain stick. Anymore? What? I mean, people generally don't think of you. I mean, they do the dance and pray for rain and all the rest of it. But the rain stick is an old proven way. And what's funny is kids today still make rain sticks at school. And it's, well, if they have any uh, uh, arts uh, and music. And it's and it's made as a musical instrument and not as uh, an, an instrument of weather modification. Right. Which is the way it should be taught. Yeah. It's like the water witching. <laughs> You know, people make a lot of fun about it, but those guys that actually do that use that technique and find water all the time. Yeah, well, I think there's something to it. And and regardless of whether you want to believe it or not, and I think you're kind of on board, it's working. How many months? It didn't rain for months. And then for two two shows in a row, we'd shake the rain stick, and it's raining in California and in Austin. Yeah. I mean, well, come on. I don't really come care. On, that's crazy. We need the rain here. And the, the weird thing about this particular storm, which was not predicted... Until last night, when it all of a sudden showed up huh. on the radar as like almost like a, a, a cloudbuster phenomenon from yeah. uh, Wilhelm yeah. Reich. Yep, uh, just showed up off the coast over by Eureka, and then came down here and blasted us. It was a nice rainstorm last night. It's still raining as we Good. speak. Good, but that's only Northern California, and I think Southern California still needs help. Uh, they don't have a rain sticker. Yeah, that's their their bad, their loss. Uh, today, of course, in the United States, uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, you probably uh, uh, you probably already know the outcome, and so now you just want to hear what are they going to predict uh, with many large sporting events, which we're pretty convinced most of the big ones are uh, rigged. Uh, certainly World Cup soccer. Uh, all of soccer seems to be rigged these days, if you look at the FIFA lawsuits. Uh, basketball seems to be pretty rigged. Uh, baseball, we've never really done anything with baseball, have we? I don't know how easy it is. To, baseball has been rigged in the past, but it's, it's harder. It's a hard game yeah. to rig because it's pretty. Uh, it's just a complex game to rig. Yeah. Unless you have a, you know, some. I mean, I remember during a World Series when the umpire was calling 
strikes and balls right. against the, the, Yeah, the, you, got, you got to rig the, um, the umpire, though. That's a little harder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the Super Bowl, and of course, um, uh, football, American football um, is... It's a beautiful game. It's really been tailored uh, for television. Uh, it's, it, it, it suits the television system perfectly. It is right. some of the best produced television ever, which is why it is the game that I watch. And it's, you know, yeah, well, oh, I watch for the commercial. No, I, I really watch for the game. I am sometimes blown away by the production values, particularly in HD. It's just incredibly beautiful. Everything's beautiful. The you know the uniforms are beautiful. The the men's butts are tight. Is everything's great? The cheerleaders are pretty. Cheerleaders are rocking. Um, just everything is good. It's tight, and we today we have uh, Bruno Mars performing the halftime. Uh, they got some opera singer doing the uh, the national anthem, good. which is yeah, I think that's new. But it's a tribute to the No Agenda show. So we uh, have been pretty good, I think, dead on just about every single time with predicting the winner based upon socioeconomic issues in the in the team's uh, place of origin. Do I say, am I right. saying that correctly? That's pretty close. Yeah, I can't and, put it better. Uh, and I, I've had this lurking feeling that it's that, that Seattle. So we have the Denver Broncos and the uh, Seattle Seahawks playing. And I've had this feeling deep in the pit of my stomach for, for two days, two weeks now, about that it, it's everything points to the Broncos because, oh man, where do we start with uh, uh, with uh, the flooding in Colorado, with the shootings in Colorado? Of course, the weed thing is interesting, and uh, so I've been looking for a way to fit Seattle winning into our model for a while. And let it's me called shoehorning. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so the, the fact that this is the the uh, the butt was it the weed bowl or what are they calling it? Because both the butt bowl, <laughs> the, butt, well, the roach here, bowl. I don't know. Uh, I, I, so first, this was the path that was on first, and 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 then I got steered into a different direction. Listen to this. People will call it the stoner bowl. The yeah, Yay. stoner bowl. There you go. Bowl. I like and my this. stoner bowl. My favorite, the super doobie bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Super doobie rule. What is this, Fox? <laughs> no, this is uh, CNN with that, the cute girl. Um, oh, what's her name? I think she's a doctor or something. She's very cute. Very, very, very funny segment. This Super Bowl Sunday, the pot punning will be in full effect as teams from the first two states to legalize recreational marijuana, Washington and Colorado, face off against each other. On Sunday, it is the Seattle Seahawks versus the Denver Broncos, and the average Super Bowl party could get a lot more interesting. Think about it. Bigger laughs, better appetites, and also more conversations about trying to sync the halftime show with the dark side of the moon. In Colorado, <laughs> marijuana dispensaries are selling blue and orange bronco themed bongs and marijuana strains including orange crush don't you love american ingenuity <laughs> the american entrepreneur is unparalleled anywhere in the world ladies and gentlemen and in washington even though pot is not technically legal yet now this is where i was thinking is that true is that not technically legal in washington no i thought it was not legal. true at all it's, it's been legalized why would she, is is recreational pot not legalized? Is it only no recreational pot? Has been Why legalized. would she say that? I think she's mistaken the 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 fact that the the state itself has not uh, put into play any rules or regulations about it. So sense, so so de facto, it's not legal. Uh, okay. but she can't really buy okay. it legally. Okay, we'll see. Well, there, so I was thinking, well. 
what we could uh, after this she actually she brought on a, an, a former tight end for the Broncos and he went into this whole rap about how so many football players and of course he was referring to the Broncos use marijuana for pain relief and uh, and I'm like wow well, okay so this would be a way to say uh, you know the the Broncos lost because they were too stoned and because you know they have the the legal stuff, and you, you man, have... you are really got something <laughs> on here today. Well, I've talk but... about stone. <laughs> now uh, there are a couple. Now, people are trying to help me out with uh, with these For theories. One thing, the Broncos players aren't a bunch of stoners themselves, so they won't be too stoned to win. The second thing is a lot of players across the league. Apparently, this has been documented quite a bit in some of these sports shows. Uh, especially Brian Gumbel's uh, Real Sports. He's the one who really rolled out a, a special on it. They're all using it because these other guys are taking these addictive, horrible uh, morphine derivatives, exactly. and exactly. they find that, that exactly. smoking dope is better. Is better. Yeah. Well, that was, that was so. That was kind of the the point of of that of that item. You know, so producers around the world are trying to help me figure out if if somehow my hunch is right. And uh, see, I got a. Email from John Tucker. He says, uh, of course, on the 31st of January, we uh, have the Chinese New Year uh, started with the Year of the Horse. Uh, that would, of course... I, I got up... I was listening to uh, Van Cat, and according to the French, it's the, and I never heard this before around here, and I, you know, we have a huge Chinese population. They call it the, the Year of the Wooden Horse. Huh. I found that peculiar. I don't know if I have a clip of it, um. but... The woman says that this the Chinese New Year, the year of the wooden horse. I don't see it on your list. No, that's probably not. I probably didn't clip it. Well, of course, if it's a horse, then you'd have to think Broncos would uh, would be the way to go, obviously. Oh. Right? Duh. Now, but producer... Have another nail in your coffin, but go <laughs> Wait. Producer Ricky Lee came in, I think, with a very good um, fit for the model. The, so, of course, we have one huge... Your anti-model, you mean? No, to put Seattle into the model for the win. Oh. Uh, of course, we have a huge company in uh, Seattle, which is Boeing. And Boeing is very, very important to the United States in general. Yeah, it's like... Uh, but they've, they've, there have... It was at a certain point, there was even talk of Boeing leaving Seattle... It's actually in Everett with the headquarters in Chicago. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's And that's pointed out. But, you know, the work is done in Seattle. And they had a huge contract dispute with the machinists. And they barely, so I think it was like a 50.5 or 51% of the vote, uh, they, uh, they passed this contract. But the machinists are still all pissed. And there, there's just all kinds of the anger roaming around. And I'm thinking, to, in order to smooth that over, so we can continue to make, you know, kick-ass warplanes, because it's not really about, you know, just commercial planes, that that would be a reason to make, to distract everybody. We can't have Seattle getting more depressed, that's for sure. Because it's tens of thousands of jobs. And if that feel that feels better than any other thing from Denver, quite honestly, it's a real socioeconomic issue. This has never been in play in any of the for the last seven years we've been doing the show. 
this with this model that you create this labor dispute. What do you mean? This and is, let's make them feel better. Yeah, this is uh, what it's always been example. about. What are you talking about? It's always it's been about making people feel better. It's always about making people feel, but not because they're in a union. No, be, no, <laughs> they've been beat up, or there's, or the country's yes. in desperate straits, or something like that. No, no. Okay, hey, just stick with this idea, and we'll see what happens. We'll know later today. And also, they have a they they have the twelfth man seven forty seven. Have you seen it? Oh, it's, it's Paul Allen. You know owns it. <laughs> yeah, I know. When you got money, isn't it beautiful the things you can do? Yeah. Hey, let me rent one of those planes. I'll paint it. <laughs> it costs millions of dollars to paint a plane that big. And also, I think just because it's Paul Allen, I think just so the the elites yeah, also make Paul Allen a happy guy. Yeah, the He's elites depressed. The elites also know just need to show everybody who's boss. Really? Well, that that would change the model, but I think that you might be onto something with that. <laughs> Just watch what I can do. Watch, I can paint a, a 747 and fly it around with nobody in it but me. And screw you, peons. Yes, we're going to win this game by some sort of form of corruption you'll never understand. Power outage, my favorite. Power outage. I got a report from the Super Bowl, which I thought was kind of... I found it actually kind of, uh, I wouldn't go to the game after hearing this report. <laughs> I think I have a similar report. Olympics in Sochi. Um, I know security's always been a top concern. Oh, it's my business. That was your business. It, it still is your is, business. Yeah. Um, what is this, the guy from Blackwater? Who is this? No, Mark this guy, that, you're ta- that's Giuliani. Oh, God. Yeah, the guy from Blackwater. Exactly. <laughs> is the danger lessened after 9-11 or... Oh, the, the danger is it's worse. always going to be mean, there, right? The danger is worse, and it's the unexpected... It's- what is wrong with his speech? What's happened if he's talking like this all of a sudden? Something's weird with his... It, it, it's he's like, always talking. Like no, 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 no. Something's weird with his... Uh, with, something's going on with his mouth. The one-off, it's the one you don't think of, like the Boston Marathon. No. I, look, nobody can give 100% guarantee. This is pretty close to it. This and in New Jersey, the combination, the security, they've been working on this for three, four, five years. Kelly, now Bratton, all the people in New Jersey, Chris Christie. These you see are that really they have good snipers people. in the studio. In, in the stadium. <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see that dot on your head, Giuliani? A lot of them. Believe me, I know. We had, you know more we than had I a did. number of them. Right yeah. Nah, all right. Listen, I got a better security report than that. Wait a minute. I got Hold a- on before you <laughs> cut mine off. It's over. They said it's done. the place is crawling with snipers. You would you go to a football game with a lot, and the, the word was a lot of them. Yeah, it makes you so feel the good. Stadium is crawling with snipers. snipers. You just don't think that's even interesting. Don't. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. Don't make a I, sudden move. I, I think it's dangerous. I think you need to have. If you don't have, what if are you, the snipers going to do? <laughs> let's let, hold on a second. Let's say you set off a bomb. Yeah. What the fuck are the snipers going to do? Shoot you. Well, I mean, no, the bomb is just blowed up, and you're not even in the stadium by now. You really don't understand how it works, do you? This, I mean, well, what, I'll, no, no. What, I'll, what, what works? A bunch of snipers no. everywhere? All right, I'm going to jump around. I wasn't going to use this clip right now, but you, Mr. Oh, I got the sniper clip. I'm going to have to pull it out. Stand back. As we have the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, who uh, had to become come before some congressional session parliament thingy where they all sit in like the school desks <laughs> those guys don't know how to do theater and so they sit in a little semicircle and they question the prime minister and um, here he is explaining exactly why you at least need to have the th- 
thought of having snipers or something around. But I'm absolutely convinced that um, proper rules for communications data is essential. And I don't think we've got across to people yet the absolute basics of this, which is, you know, in most of the serious crimes and sort of child abductions, comms data, who called who and when, and where was the telephone at the time, not the content of the call, the communications data is absolutely vital. And I think we need the police chiefs, the investigators and others and the politicians explaining what this is about. I mean, I love watching, uh, as I probably should stop telling people, you know, crime dramas on the television. There's hardly a crime drama where a crime is solved without using the data of a uh, mobile communications device. And that's not about the content. There you go. He knows how it works. People see stuff on television and they think that that's how it really works. Well, apparently he's one of them. (laughs) Yes. But that's the whole point. Of course, snipers are ridiculous. Because, you know, you're not going to... Well, maybe if you see the guy and he's carrying a bag that says bomb on it, (laughs) you know know the one. Hey, hey, June, you got my bags ready to go? Yes. Where's the bomb? It's got bomb written on it, you idiot. Or perhaps, oh, okay, I got it. Perhaps he's carrying a picture like the one uh, Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel, showed at the United Nations with the actual drawing of the bomb with the fuse lit. Yeah, if you're running, if you're walking around the stadium, MetLife Stadium with that, yeah, you might get sniped. I think they need to, I'm happy with my clip. Uh, your clip was fine, John. I'm just, I'm happy that mine put a, uh, a rating on it. And a massive security operation is underway this morning in and around New York City. Tens of thousands of police and other officials are working to protect Super Bowl 48. The Department of... By the way, they're just protecting this franchise. They're not protecting you, you stupid shitison. That's actually, that's was, it's true. They are protecting, <laughs> they're, protect, the they're protecting the franchise, okay? We can't ruin the franchise. 48, the Department of Homeland Security is declaring Sunday's game in New Jersey a level one national security event. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yay! We number one! We made it to level one! Now, I, I wonder, if is level one the top you can get? Is that like the highest rating you can get? Yes, it has to be. Yeah, or or it, it, is that just... Let's the, or, take a look. Let's check the book. book or is that, a start, is that a starter rating? A starter rating? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got 20 more seconds on the clip. You check the, the book of knowledge. Level one security what? It's a, no, no, it's a level one national security event. Level one. A million people are expected to take part in Super Bowl-related activities. On Sunday, yeah, like hookers! 4,000 security officers will be at MetLife Stadium. Military fighter jets Woo! are ready to respond to any attack. <laughs> Helicopters will patrol the sky above the city. <laughs> and an extra 200 surveillance cameras are watching Times Square, where there are plenty of Super Bowl events. Woohoo! USA! 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 You figured it out? I, I I think they're just making it up. I've never even heard I, of I'm this. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I think you might be right. It is a level one national security event. I don't know what that, I mean, I'm, look. I'm not finding it as in the literature where, as it should show up. I see it quoted. I hmm. see people saying it. Hmm. But I don't see any evidence that it's an actual true hmm. designation. Hmm. Here's the CBS New York report. There's a lot of interesting stuff when you when you really look into the Super Bowl. A lot of people may not know that all of professional football, the league, is um, it's all nonprofit. It's all a charity. They don't pay any taxes. 
<laughs> do people, do people, you know this, right, John? No, I don't. You didn't. I'm, I'm you didn't not oh, did whatever you're going to say, I don't know. Oh, you didn't know this? Oh, as, as a 501C. Sounds like a hoax. No, uh-uh. Go to Snopes, bitch. As a 501C6 corporation, and I it's think. It's dude, not bitch. <laughs> dude. Uh, well, you must not have watched a lot of Breaking Bad. Otherwise, you would know better. Um, it is, uh, yeah, all all professional football is tax-exempt. I can't believe you didn't know this. I'm fine with it. Go on with your really? story. You're fine with it? We're, uh, no, I'm fine with not knowing this. Just talk. I'm waiting. For... Really? Oh. I'm, I'm, I was hoping you would respond. I'm responding by listening. That's the statement. It's tax exempt. While we are cutting farm subsidies in in the manner of six billion dollars for food stamps, there's there's guys making twenty nine million dollars a year in a tax exempt charity known as the franchise. It's, this doesn't sound right. I'm going to have to look into this. Oh. By the way, I I, I I was still looking for this level one bull crap. I'm not seeing a level one national security event anywhere in the government uh, databases. They just made this up. Uh, the last time the NFL paid taxes was 1966. When Where are you reading this from? Uh, an article. Let me see. Um, it's, in, it's in my... The Onion? <laughs> this is uh, I don't know, credo. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't really matter. It's you'll. I've known this. I just never. It wasn't Super Bowl time, so now I figured to bring it up. Uh, the uh, let's see, uh, 1966, when lobbyists convinced Congress to pass an obscure provision that expanded the definition of 501c6 not-for-profit organizations in the Internal Revenue Code to include professional football leagues. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty outrageous. It's outrageous. Well, go, but what I find even more outrageous is we spend, this, of course, you, you're seeing the stories everywhere, countless millions, maybe tens or hundreds of millions of dollars with the Department of Homeland Security and the Customs and Border uh, Protection dudes uh, for counterfeit NFL merchandise. And so, so not only are we, do they not pay into the uh, into the government any of the billions of dollars that are made, but we actually take our resources to go and hunt down fake T-shirts. So the taxpayer yes, is getting is shafted what you're saying. twice. You're what you're saying you're saying these 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 douchebags, these elites, <laughs> yes, yeah, elites that own these teams. You're catching on, yeah. Aren't paying anything into the coffers of that that help pave the roads and do the things that are necessary because, for example, you need to pave the roads to the stadiums and the taxpayers, by the way, build most of the stadiums. Yeah. These guys take the money <laughs> and then demand that we go even further and become a police force yes. <laughs> to protect their trademarks, which shouldn't even be, it should be public domain, it seems to me. Thank you. Now, I'm well, not... I, I'm appalled. Now, I'm not... I'm I, Now, on the other hand... I can see what the Super Bowl does. I can see all the commerce, what? and no, I, I I can see how there's there's a lot of money that f flows around, and there's nothing there's there's all good that comes from it. But good? but yeah, but I think at this point in time, with all the money that's being made, it wouldn't be a huge issue for them to kick in some extra dough. 
Especially when we're talking taxes, about. Pay, oh, wait, let me get. To, let me give you the right phrase to pay their fair share. Oh yes. Well, this is all about income inequality, John. So while we're at it, Mr. President, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Congress, while we're talking about income inequality, why don't we start with the football leagues kicking in some dough? They got to be doing a billion each. Can I mention something here that would kind of resolve this instantly? Mm-hmm. Wealth tax. <laughs> here it comes. How did you guess? Drink, funny. everybody. You must be psychic. Drink. Because the football franchises have a net value because they're traded like stocks. People uh, will buy a franchise and sell it to somebody else. They have a net value, and they tend to be owned by a, a group of shareholders or sometimes one individual, as in the case of the Dallas Cowboys, I believe. Yeah. It would all be resolved by a wealth tax. A yeah. wealth tax would just, boom, there's yeah. your tax, and it's and, in. And, and by the done. way, while we're at it, I'm pretty sure we can do exactly the same for the IOC and all the regional uh, uh, Olympic committees. I'm pretty sure those douchebags are, are tax-exempt as well. Oh, yeah. That's a are huge, you kidding? Yeah. They probably perfected the idea. But no, no, instead, slaves like us, well, not like us, but will pay hundreds if not thousands of dollars for a ticket. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not quite in that league. <gasps> I'm surprised. I did go to a Super Bowl once, and the ticket was $100, and it was high. I'm surprised you didn't know that, though, John. That uh... No, I, well, you can be surprised all you want. There's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break something to, this, to the listeners right now. Oh, I don't know I if we're ready for it. I know everything. I <laughs> well, really don't. You think about football. I, you know I try this. to pretend I do, but I don't. Yeah, you're, and you, you get away with it, which is why it's so surprising. Uh, yes, exactly. I'm shocked myself. <laughs> All right, here we go. Apparently, this is a FEMA rating. Uh, thank you very much, Freedom Northwest, who emailed this. Here are the designators. Incident complexity. So type one. So this is as type, not level. So I'm already suspicious. But let's just say someone messed up and it's type one instead of level one. Everyone said level. This type of incident is the most complex. This is from FEMA. Requiring national resources for safe and effective management and operation. All command and general staff positions are filled. Op- what does that mean? Operations personnel often exceed 500 per operational period, and total personnel usually exceed 1,000. Yeah, we're on, we're on board with that. Branches need to be established, definitely. A written incident plan, action plan is required. I'm sure we have that. The agency administrator will have briefings. Yeah, yeah okay. Let me see what five is, if that's tougher. No, uh, the incident can be handled with one or two single resources with up to six personnel. No, okay, so, so one is so the top. one is the top. We are we are we're number one. I Jersey. think they could, if somebody was really crazy, they make it level zero. Ooh, it could still happen. No, there's somebody put this. This is like probably taken from the FEMA idea. It's taken from the. Remember the old yellow, red alert, green, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. orange, oh, yeah. orange, orange, security level orange, <laughs> the threat level warnings, of course. Threat levels, yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is from yeah, it's from the same playbook, is what you're saying. It's it's a play. It's somebody, yeah, but somebody just threw it in there. I would like to find some documentation that the specific thing, level one national security event. Yeah, that that is what we have not found, and we won't because it's bull crap. Makes for a good story. Yeah. Anyway. All right, on let's we can yes, drop onward, the Super Bowl. Onward. The game is going to be played later today. You, people can watch and watch the ads, and we can watch the deconstruction of the ads over the next two or three days. Oh, the well, Budweiser ads were well, the most successful. <laughs> wait, wait, because we're going to, of course, thank our uh, our executive producers for the show, which is how we do it. 
Now, when you have um, other models in broadcasting, such as the public broadcast system, uh, which is a public television, this is where Sesame Street came from, and this is where we have the, the PBS News Hour and the McLair stuff and the Gwen Eiffel and everyone's all proper. Uh, they have uh, commercials every 15 minutes. Then we have our National Treasure, NPR, National Public Radio. And they, of course, uh, need to get some of that native advertising in. Because uh, it's what all the advertisers want these days, native advertising. And they know how to do it. Making a turn here, despite all the controversy around football right now, it is still the most watched sport in the U.S., which means you might be... That, by the way, is not true. NASCAR is the most watched sport, but that aside. One of the millions of people who plan to catch a playoff game this weekend, but if you live on the East Coast and are hoping to dig into some chili con queso or maybe some mac and cheese, you might run into a problem... There's a Velveeta shortage. How can this be, you ask? And what does this mean? Well, here to tell us more about what Velveeta means to us is Adrian Miller. He's author of Soul Food, the surprising story of an American cuisine, one plate at a time. Now, I get to give you a little bit of a backstory to this, because this this so-called Velveeta shortage, this started uh, in Advertiser Week. This is where the story was launched three weeks ago. It didn't really get the play, but I guess the, the buy wasn't in yet or whatever. They hadn't quite done done the deal. And listen to how serious they're really talking about. Yeah, maybe tongue-in-cheek because, of course, if you're a serious journalist, you don't actually, you want your colleagues to know that you, you kind of know what's going on. But for the casual listener, it's a story. Thanks so much for joining us once again. Thank you for having me on the show to discuss this extremely important topic. Mm. Are, are you in mourning? Are you... <laughs> That's the giveaway. Yeah. Are you very upset? Well, you're on the West Coast, so this might not be affecting you. But Yeah, no, yeah. so far, I checked his grocery stores. We're stocked with Velveeta, so much like we did in the 70s. Okay, so right now, so he's saying, we got Velveeta out here, but she's going to give us the journalistic source that is the uh, the nucleus of this story on your national public radio, which some people actually send their money to for this kind of quality reporting. As a public service, we're willing to provide, um, you know, we provided Coors beer back then, so, you know, we provided, we can provide some Velveeta. You're willing to share the Velveeta. Well, Kraft, which makes Velveeta, does confirm on its Tumblr page that there oh. actually is a shortage. Do we- <laughs> so the source for this story is the actual manufacturer, i.e. advertiser, who confirmed on their Tumblr page. <laughs> okay. I, I know it's early in the game, and there's probably some great stuff coming up. And you haven't gotten this for a while. I think it's but deserved, that though. is Clip of the Day. <laughs> clip of the Day. You slaves can get used to mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Macaroni and cheap cheddar melted together. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Living in the mac and cheese life. Mac and cheese by Ayn Rand. There you go. Isn't it unbelievable? The level they will stoop to. We've confirmed the story. I can't believe <laughs> From it. the advertiser themselves. Serve these people. <laughs> okay. Turn in your, your license. What do you think that's worth uh, to do a, a native ad story like that for, uh, for Velveeta? That's got to be worth some dough. If it was on NPR National, it's probably worth, let's see, the advertising rate would be for a... This was a four-minute story, huge, John. Huge audience. I would say fifty dollars to $150,000. It was a, a four-minute story. Oh, it's a four-minute story. Yeah, yeah, I'd say at least hundred yeah. grand. Yeah. Well, anyway. That's why, you know, they, a good PR agency, if they 
can pull off something like that, which is obviously came from a PR agency, hmm. whoever's running Kraft's agency, one of the big boys. That's got to be BBDO or some one of those guys. It's, well, they're all part of the same group, three groups. Two, you know, and they, two now. They it's, it's, only two group, it's only two groups. No, there's publicists. No, no, they merge with Omnicom. I thought publicist was the independent. No, still. WPP is still independent. Well, no, WPP is the competitor with Omnicon. Yeah, so it's yeah, but but I thought publicist was there's a there's a third there's a little group out of Europe I think is still independent, and there's also still a lot of little independent agencies that 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 are trying to build up so they get bought out by one of the two big guys. Uh, publicist was uh, merged into Omnicom last year. Okay. Uh, now, you're absolutely correct because there is, of course, the Curry-Dvorak Consulting Group. We haven't been bought. Uh, no, no, but who's still, that's what I mean, who is still independent and available. Yeah, yeah. Um, and did you, if you look at the, um, uh, let's see, where is it? There is a, uh, you know Real Sex, the, the HBO series? Yeah. Episode number 33. <laughs> the title of the episode... Stocks, stocks down, sex up. I mean, come on, man. We're good. Well, in the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. In the morning to you, Mr. Adam Curry and Mr. Adam Curry and all the ships at sea <laughs> and all the boots on the ground, feet in the air, subs in the water, and all the dames and knights out there. And in the morning to all of our uh, res human resources in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. Thank you very much to our artists, as usual. Great work. From Mr. Martin J.J. returning into the fold, noagendaartgenerator.com. That's where you can uh, upload your submissions. Uh, we need to remind our artists of a few things. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We keep forgetting to remind them. Let's remind them now. I'm reminding you to remind them. You can, we have a number of... of John's kind of, of like my, my Pavlovian dog. When I ring the we bell. have a number of, of issues with, the, uh, with some art you have to be aware of. One, do not put the... the show number on the art because no. it, that means we can never use that again in the future if we pass on it one week and want to use it the next so that doesn't work but the more importantly is the size of the the type it has to be big enough so if you go look to, go look at noagendashow.com and look at adam adam shrinks his art for the 50 percent. Uh, I, sh I shrink it down 50 percent. if you cannot read the type at that size we're not going to use the art and that's and that's, and that's the same and the art by the way, is mainly used, and it's, it's, it's getting harder and harder to actually make it show up, in the podcast uh, catchers and the players, so that right. when you're playing the episode, you have the brand new art, which, as we know, actually creates more donations to the show when we have good art, and it yes. shows up. So we have, which is, of course, yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's the album art. And yeah. So it, it needs to be readable, and it doesn't mean you have to have huge, it just has to be, Readable, like white on black would be yeah. useful, you know, things that, you know, <laughs> red, on black, red on black, red on black is frowned, not frowned upon. Red on yellow. <laughs> frowned upon. <laughs> and, and we do not use our pictures. We went the first year to two years yeah. of album art with just the two of us. People had variations on the two of goofballs, and we were in <laughs> all the art. And the end result is there's this one picture of the two of us when a hundred years after our death, Stuck. That's what we will look like. That'll be it's us. Stuck. <laughs> See, like a Rembrandt. That's a one. That's him. Even though he probably looked completely different. Yeah, stuck. We're, so we don't use any of that uh, <laughs> under Google any circumstances stuck. because we use. There's at least a hundred or two hundred pieces of it already. And we and when somebody, I think along the way, we were 
you know, every we were when we were picking the art, and somebody decided to just drop the two of us, and, yeah. and it was funnier, much better. Was, yeah. That's it. And that 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 moment, I can't remember which artist it was, but mm. we just switched off the old model, and we went with the new standalone art that has more to do with the show and less to do with us. And also, we want original art. Now, you can modify things, particularly if it's done in uh, in jest. If you're making fun of something, i.e. a parody. But in general, we'd like to have some kind of new stuff. Yeah. And that's why people who are actual, uh, there are, we do have some graphic artists, uh, professionals out there that occasionally come in with a piece of cool art. Uh, we usually gobble that up because it's pretty, it's always so it's always different. Good. Yeah, I agree. Now, right. now that being the big, that being the big wind up, uh, we're back in our yo-yo formation. Yes, we have another Sunday with not much uh, interest in, in support or uh, contributions. I think to it was show. lack of kittens in your newsletter, personally. I don't run my personal letter on Saturday to have to promote kittens. Kittens only show up on the major newsletter. I, but I want to say... Out of kittens, by the way. <laughs> There's a shortage of kittens. The, the news the newsletter you put together it is it is a piece of art i have to say because I, I you always send me the text and i'll comment or I'll, you know that maybe be a, a spelling correction it's not much i mean usually it's always good to go um but the, when it comes in i i'm, I'm always happy to look at it because the art you put in is fabulous it really really it's fabulous awesome sauce it really makes it nice um, and I'm a big fan of uh, of email newsletters, which Gmail thinks is promotion. <laughs> Thank you. G well, not that I use Gmail, but I'm as a point of reference, like the uh, like the Spin Place. They do a uh, they do a Sunday uh, yeah. newsletter, and it's really creative. It's pretty, you know. And I think they use Constant Contact, which is a competitor to what we use, Mailchimp. But it's nice, you know. I like it. I enjoy it. It's like a, it's like a beautiful little novelette. Like a, an email giblet coming in. And I like reading it. And I love the newsletter. Even though I've read the text, I still like looking at what pictures you've selected. And it's funny. It's, it's good. Kudos to you, my friend. Good work. Thank you very much. And good I do work. my best to find art that matches somehow. And I find, try to find public domain art whenever I can, of course. Yeah. That matches best the, uh, the what I'm talking about yeah. or what we're talking about in the case of, this, of, the, of the monthly or the weekly newsletter. Yeah. And the... It came to mind a couple, you know, some weeks back that I should put a kitten on the, uh, <laughs> and I thought it was actually pertinent with the running, the cute little running kitten that threw the grass. I think it's one of the greatest <laughs> pictures ever. Best, best ever. That is a, that is the highest quality of modern art. <laughs> and so the, and so then I decided to get another kitten. Then I got a third kitten. Now I'm, now I'm really in trouble because this next newsletter, <laughs> which will be coming out on Tuesday night or Wednesday, uh, needs a kitten and i <laughs> and i'm looking looking now i've got it i'm thinking of moving to puppies oh okay well that can puppies be done. are puppies. cute yeah puppies are cute i don't know if that'll help the the well, contribution level, well let this be a study it, it's possible that people are burning out on that show and then when it comes to like helping the can we do an Sunday a show can they, we do an a b test puppies versus kittens i you know i could do it they won't Let's see, Mailchimp does let you do A B tests, but they only let you do it on certain variables. They don't they don't have a puppies versus kitten uh, model that you can actually make work. Oh. In other words, you have two separate newsletters. Right. Exactly yeah, one with the, the puppy one and one with, with puppies the kitten. and one with yeah. the kittens. Yeah. Wow. The level we sink to, John. <laughs> 
Hey, let's thank some we people. Do what we have to do. <laughs> let's thank some and people have, who, despite yeah, the lack of kittens, two executive producers and two lone associate executive producers here for show five eight eight, which is a nice number. Yeah. Uh, and let's start with the special goodness from Canyon Lake, California three thirty three thirty three. Um, nice number. Thank you. Greetings from Gitmo Brosef here in the IE of SoCal. I'm not sure what the IE means. In uh, the Inland Empire. Oh, the Inland Empire. Duh. I know Adam will be back when he tires of Tejas messing with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm packed. I'm ready to go. The show has really hit its stride, and for the record, GC as a spy is my favorite, regardless of, <laughs> regardless of the toe tappiness of Call Clooney. You've got something going on and you need a distraction. Call Clooney. Call Clooney. Of course, the question is... But that's not the one he no, likes. No, I know, I know, I know. That's what, that's what I'm saying. The question is, should we... You have to... Please, he's the top guy here in the list along with Dennis. Yeah, something happened, though. I don't know what where happened? it is. I don't know where it is. It's, well, you lost GC as a spy. So, so here's my here's my. Uh, this is Call Clooney. Now I'm I'm alphabetical. I've yeah, got. By the way, he says to give us a karma, uh, the show a karma, so we can hopefully do. Well, do, do that well. while, I'm, while I'm looking. Hold on, hold on. I'm trying to find this. You've now. got karma. This is very weird. No. George Clooney is a spy. Is gone. Oh well, isn't that interesting? Which is my and it's my favorite actually. <laughs> hey, this is weird. Uh, probably... Some guy snuck in. I would check my ass. Found it. George Clooney. George Clooney. George Clooney is a spy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, you know, the special goodness is actually a, a famous mu musician, and he, I think, was making light of my toe tapping commentary. Oh, is this our, our Weezer man? Yeah, this is our drummer. Oh. Oh, he's coming to Austin in March. I'm gonna, we're going to have a drink. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'll find out what he's up to. Well, he's, he's, I'm, here, here's his answer. Uh, drumming? <laughs> I'm drumming. <laughs> drumming. Hey, I need some drumming lessons. I would, <laughs> like, when he's up here in the Bay Area, I'm going to... Oh, God. Okay. All right. You need... Just a, is this a brush-up, or is this... Are you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a brush-up. <laughs> Dennis Nutting here in Hilo, Hawaii, who, uh, which is a great little place. I wonder, you know, I should ask him... Whether the old airport is still in... The old Hilo airport was one of the most quaint places in the world. Hmm. I'm sure it's been modernized and wrecked. Hmm. The closest thing to it, I'd say, is Long Beach. If you've ever been to that of course airport. I've been to, of course I've been to Long Beach. Great airport. Hello again, John and Adam. It closes my second installment of 333.33. I think now I may deserve a de-douching. Absolutely. I am still behind in the value-for-value value deal, but I'm catching up. I have nothing witty to say, except I would like to hear Lizzie. He, but he would, now he mentions the, the clip that I don't believe is Lizzie. It's the other girl. I lived in Italy for nine years, so hearing her speak in Italian is a pleasure. So, Adam, pick one of her clips, please. You know that one where yeah, she Yeah, no, that's, that's actually my, uh, my niece. That's his niece. That's Sabi, not Lizzie. Sabi. No, so, dedouching an Asabi, is that what he wants? Yeah, well, when I, let me finish. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. Thank you again for uh, enduring courage, for your enduring courage and your hard work, keeping out of the fog, keeping us out of the fog of the news. Okay. 
<laughs> exactly. You've been deduced. Shut up, slave. <laughs> Starzito, schiavo. There you go. You know, she's almost married now, and we're still playing this clip. <laughs> How old is she when she did that? <laughs> I think she was five or six. She's, uh, she's, she's, she's almost married. We haven't been doing the show that long. <laughs> she's t- she's, she is beautiful, by the way. Oh, my God. She's Good. she's a beautiful little that girl. That makes it, she'll be she'll lead a nice easy life. Oh yeah, oh yeah. particularly in Italy. She can yeah, be a, she can do a TV show on Saturday night. Adrian Vernuge. <laughs> Vernoy. Vernoy. Adrian Vernoy Ad, in Hasset. Adrian. Adrian. Vernoy. Vernoy in Hasselt. In Hasselt. <laughs> Okay. Good work. Two thirty-five. <laughs> Finishing my knighthood. I request a shot of karma for my brother Benjamin. 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 There you go. Yeah, looking forward to it, Adrian. You've got <laughs> karma. You know the Dutch really only donate just to hear you pronounce their name. <laughs> Whatever works. Yeah. But I do have a. Uh, I do have a, a one of the uh, systems that allows me to un- to. Uh, that Eric gave me for Christmas two Christmases ago, and I just haven't cracked it. I, maybe I should learn to get get what, a like a Ro- Rosetta Stone thing. I don't think it's. I don't know if it's Rosetta Stone or the other guys. Mm. Finally, anonymous from Brooklyn, New York, two hundred twelve dollars. Please mention is anonymous. Blah blah blah. Please read as much as you can. Hopefully, this gets me an EP credit. Yes, it does. Uh, so a EP. As I listened to show 587, I had to instantly log on to PayPal and cancel my monthly 1111 subscription and change it to 3333. I'm also sending this separate $212 donation. I've been listening to No Agenda for three years, and today I realized what was missing from the recent shows. I haven't heard a decent argument between you two for a while. We had one last week when he, when Adam was going on and on defending the elites, specifically Tom Perkins. Read his note. Don't, don't, don't editorialize. Just read his note. Okay, I'm just saying. I just was correcting him. Both of you <laughs> providing your facts and analysis on the per- oh on the Perkins letter and arguing over them was amazing. Yes, amazing. I realize that you make us listeners understand the facts even better via the obviously I don't rehearse these reads. I would have noticed that even better via the debate. Here is your value for value. More is coming through my monthly subscription, and hopefully I will be a full night soon. Requesting karma only since I already took up a lot of your valuable time. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, thank you very much. For, uh, for I think you nailed it. Unfortunately, it didn't seem to work for everybody else. No, apparently not. <laughs> You've got <laughs> karma. They argue all the time. What's that? It's in Brooklyn. They're arguing all the time. Yes. Hey, we're in Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that's our for our people for show uh, 588, mm-hmm. hopefully uh, next Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, we can do better. Uh, but uh, we're the news marches on. I want to thank them and remind everyone to go to Dvorak.org slash NA, channeldvorak.com slash NA. Also, the noagendashow.com and noagendanation.com both have donate buttons you can push. And welcome to all the new listeners from the Who's Coming to Dinner benefit last night, who I'm sure are all tuning into this program going, what? How are these two boneheads talking about? <laughs> That's... That's what that MTV guy's doing. Oh man, he's really sunk low, hadn't he? No wonder that guy used to used to be famous. <laughs> no wonder he's in South Austin. Uh, <laughs> from South Austin, like the low rent. <laughs> no, our neighborhood is what we call spotty, John. <laughs> spotty. spotty. 
Hey, some PR mentions. Scott McKenzie, author, of course, of One Day in Gitmo Nation and a Gitmo Nation Christmas Carol, is back with a new Amazon giblet. Uh, these are these little e-books, which we like to call giblets. And uh, his new one is called Death by Auto Pen. And it's another No Agenda short story. Uh, we have the synopsis here. For many years, the White House has used a device called an auto pen to automate the president's signature on all types of documentation. But behind closed doors, the auto pen is used by presidential aides to create fake letters. It's all fun and games until Washington journalist Andy McKenzie falls out with his White House staffer landlord who has just been put in charge of the kill list. Death by Auto Pen is the latest short story in the Gitmo Nation series. It's based on topics discussed on the No Agenda Show, hosted by Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. How cool is that? It's extremely cool. And uh, it's, he sent us a copy. Uh, I haven't read it yet, uh, but yeah, I, 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 Kindle. I really enjoyed the uh, um, his the previous one, One Day in Gitmo Nation. Was a good read. <laughs> I really liked it. Uh, let's see. What happened to our comic book? I don't know. I didn't know we had one. Well, it was a couple of years, two, about two and a half years ago. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I, I can talk about a lot of great initiatives, John, <laughs> that have fallen by the... People always find out it's really hard to keep up with us. Yeah. In the morning, John Adams. we're not doing anything. Yeah. I want to let you know and the listeners know about No Agenda Droid 2.0, which is now available on the Google and Amazon app stores. You can listen to episodes, read show notes, listen to clips, and new, 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 new in 2.0. Is a No Agenda live stream page complete with schedule of upcoming shows. Wow. Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. As well as a jingle board with over 50 of your favorite NA ditties. The app is $1.69, and I pledge to donate 33 cents from each purchase back to the show. And he has a donation coming up later on um, for the 155 downloads he's received so far. Uh, link in the show notes, but you can uh, also find this, of course, uh, this one in the uh, Play and Amazon app stores. And we thank... Uh, Rick, very much for that. And then finally, uh, we don't promote a lot of the uh, URL forwards, but Jim Bosnick, Bonzek really nailed one for us. And he says, gentlemen, we need to get ahead of the curve on this one. It's so obvious that this is going to be the meme for 2014. Go to climateinequality.com. <laughs> and that forwards to noagendashow.com. That is a great one. That is yeah. a great one because you can just see because they're using every gimmick they can, to, they can. to soak the, <laughs> the rich countries, these little countries. Yeah, and they say we're we're suffering the, the <laughs> we debilitating need, effects of climate change. Yeah, we're climate you owe victims. us money. Yeah, we're climate victims. Exactly. Climate victims. Climateinequality.com, which is what great. What were you doing before the climate was changing? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> uh, those are all great initiatives. Thank you very much. And, of course, to our executive and associate executive producers, even though the list is short, we highly appreciate what you're doing. And, of course, these credits are valid credits. We will vouch for them. Have someone call us up. We'll tell them exactly this is a real producer credit. And they are good wherever credits are accepted. For instance, your IMDb uh, or your LinkedIn page. Dvorak.org. Slash N-A And please consider going out there and propagating our formula Our formula is this We go out, we hit people in the mouth Shut up, Slay Shut up, Slay Yeah, 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 yeah Hey, while we're on the topic of the... Uh, the rich versus poor debate that was going on. I think I, Tom Hartman, 
this is a good little interlude. Tom Hartman may have figured out the whole model for for the problems that we face in this country. Uh, it, it's kind of a form of co-opting. And so I have this clip. It may give away what I think about it. It's called The Screwball Logic of Tom Hartman. And uh, please note, Tom is spelt Thom. 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 In the 401k plan, and that's why all these companies are doing away with their pension plans and all going to 401k. Yeah, you're right. Reagan, Reagan started that trend. Yeah. And, and the whole idea was if we can get average working people into the stock market, you know, because most of the stock market is, you know, really, really rich people. And if we can get the average working person in the stock market, then they'll start caring about the things that rich people care about, which will be good for the rich people, which is why Reagan did it. And, you know, it's basically screwed the working person and the rich people, you know, they've got people who manage their money. They know how to run the stock. Yeah, Thom Hartman, how many million a year does he think he makes? Just like it was, it's an evil rich. scheme by the evil <laughs> Ronald Reagan to make poor people think like rich people and support them. Yeah. I'm a maniac. We have the reverse. By the way, <laughs> the stock market is not mostly people by the ownership of stock is not mostly quite the opposite. The, it's institutionals. It's, it's big, institutions. Yeah. It's yeah. giant pension funds yeah. that benefit the working yeah. man and all yeah. the rest. Nuts. So this guy's nuts. He, but he's making some nut dough, boy. Well, I don't know how much he makes. He does have a syndicated radio show that's not even yeah. on the top ten. Yeah, so I guess yeah. that's something. That's at he's least on RT. That's at least seven fifty a year. What's his coverage? Does he cover the whole the whole the whole U.S.? Mm, I, I hear him a lot, so he probably he probably you're probably right. He probably gets at least that's seven seven fifty. Yeah, yeah, I used to be in that business. Yeah, once you're syndicated to oh. that extreme, you, there's yeah. money to be made. It's just then it's just numbers. It really is just numbers, right? Because you say, look at my numbers. Oh, okay. And then there's some associative thing. But uh, January, uh, we, we missed uh, some in, some important things in January. Actually, one. Uh, but it was not by presidential proclamation, but I did want to mention January was Thyroid Awareness Month. And I would like to say that right uh, now. you should have your thyroid tested. Thyroid okay. is a magical device. If you think you're bipolar, you may want to have that thing tested. But however, for February... My, 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 my. The president is very busy. Uh, uh, we have, of course, we have to share our months. So it is National Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month. So no more teen dating? Uh, only if you don't violence it. Huh. And it is also American Heart Month. And it is National African American History Month. That's Ah, uh, yes. Google <laughs> celebrated that with their... Their nifty little Google logo change. <laughs> what did they change it to? They changed it to, uh, I don't know, something that is a little black man in there or something. <laughs> I don't know. Some, some, some racist thing. <laughs> they should combine it all. They should have like uh, a little black man with his heart exploding being beaten while on a date. <laughs> yeah. Just a thought. That would be, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's. That would be House of Lies. Hmm. I have to recommend this TV show, by the way. Oh, you, you want to be very careful uh, recommending TV shows. I know. You know why? Why? May I read you a quick note? Oh, no. From Jonathan Jennings? Yeah, read it. Dear Mr. Dvorak, thanks for your recommendation of the show Rubicon. My wife and I just finished watching it, and wow, what an ending. By that I mean, there was no ending. 
A cliffhanger that will never be resolved. It's almost as if you recommended the show just to be a dick. Thanks a bunch. <laughs> I got 10 notes that say just the opposite. They enjoyed the show. It's got, yeah, it's got an open ending ending because it was never expected to be dropped unceremoniously by the network. Uh, and I like but the fact- somebody from the agency came over and says, hey, you know, it's a little too much of this. Uh, we just, hey, we don't like it. I just love it that someone said, it wasn't like Adam, read this for John. No, it's Adam at Curry.com. Hello, Mr. Dvorak. You're a dick. I mean, seriously, people, this has to stop. <laughs> I, I recommend you continue the practice. <laughs> All right, what are you going to recommend for us today, John? What do you have? The House of Lies with Don Cheadle's show. Uh, it's in his 27th episode, and uh, it is – It's somebody described that – what's that DiCaprio movie that was just done but with Scorsese? With uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. It's kind of described as a similar show where every person, every per, every single person on the show is reprehensible and a, and a complete douche. Mm. Everyone. And it's extremely entertaining. <laughs> and, wh and what's it called, the show? The House of Lies okay. well, is on Showtime. I'm a fan of Cheadle. I, I, I didn't even know about this show. Yeah, Cheadle's good. You should have. Yeah, yeah, if you're a fan of Cheadle's, you should have been on the show already. But uh, yeah, but we just, don't. I have a clip. I'm sorry. I'm kind of busy. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. You say you're a fan. Yeah. I go up to. I saw Jackie. I'm in Las Vegas. Jackie Mason's walking down the aisle. I'm not a fan. But okay, I get. It. I get it. I'm, like I'm, I'm not old Jackie enough. Jackie walking down the aisle. I say hello. Hi. I, I'm a big fan of yours. <laughs> He says, you coming to my show tonight? I said, no. I said, what kind of a fan are yeah, you? Like, Fuck you. That's, that's, I, I can hear him saying it. That's what he says. I can hear him saying it. He's right. Big fan. Big fan. That's what they, say. That's what they say in Hollywood, by the way. When, 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 <laughs> right. when, when celebrities meet each other, big fan, really enjoy your work. Love your work. Appreciate the work you do. Big fan. Get big that fan. outside of Hollywood. I get it around here. So it's, oh, hey, John DeVore. Hey, I love your work. I love all those all those columns you did in PC World. Uh, yeah, a hundred million years ago. Good work. I never wrote for PC World. Hello. <laughs> so, are you retired now? You never wrote for PC World. Oh, of course, that's horrible when they say that. They always say that. I, but here's and what I, I still write for PC Magazine. John, would you believe that that from time to time I get the wow? What was it like to work on VH1? <laughs> I, I kid you not. I, I seriously it was a business when you were there. Uh, yeah, it's, it started around the same time, a little later after I got there. But I, I'm I'm flabbergasted when people say that. It's like, oh. okay, now here's a kind of a lewd clip. I want to room, people want to put their kids in another room for this clip because the show is pretty lewd from the House of Lies. This is the this is the clip that says name that TV show. I was going to grill you on it, but I, I decided I, I never would have known. No, you wouldn't. Of course not. That's the idea. But but I, yeah, let me just set this up. There's a creepy guy who was run out of the company for being a, a sexual harasser, fifty making all these women screw him, and he get, somehow because the company's it's a sales. By the way, the show is about a sales organization. Everybody's a salesman. We really have, it's vague what they sell, but they're all it's sales, sales, sales. Everyone's a sales. It's like it really nails the sale mentality. And this and Kristen Bell plays one of the protagonists. They're all protagonists, and. And she is meeting with the guy who she's the one who got the guy fired in the first place is the backstory. And I, so he sorry, sorry. back. And this is the little dialogue they have. I had to sell my vineyard. Do you know that? My lawyers tell me I can't even fire the stupid little cunt that made all this happen. I, can I just say one thing? Mm -hmm. 
These friends that couldn't hang with your dehumanization of, what was the final number, 16 women? Maybe they weren't your real friends to begin with. You know what, don't feed me that coercion bullshit. I didn't hold a gun to any of your heads. You wanted to. Oh, God, yes. The too tight shirts, the thick, fetid breath, the snow-white bush... We all just had to have it. I mean, what girl doesn't dream of blowing Santa Claus? <laughs> I'm a fan. What's her name? That's Kristen Bell. Oh, nice. I'll watch that. It's, hey. it's, 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 it's a half-hour drama. It's very funny. It's a little lewd, but funny. Well, we have uh, hit the, uh, the hat trick, the trifecta. It's in third. Banker now dead. Yeah. Three is the magic number. It is the magic number. Uh, we have, so it's in one week, I think, three bankers, uh, apparent, all three apparent suicides, although one fell off the roof. Uh, one fell, I like the fell off the roof. <laughs> one fell into a noose around his neck. And yeah. this third one, which is, was a chief economist, um, although they say he had issues at work. Uh, apparently jumped over a four-foot fence before falling down a 50-foot embankment. Yeah. Uh, Supposedly jumped off the bridge to his death. Suicide. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, Now, I have no idea what's up, if there's anything up. But typically, you'd see banker suicides when stocks are down. Now, there is a little bit going on with the so-called head... I'll call it another head fake. I'll just call it what it is, because Janet Yellen, our new Federal Reserve... Chief desk is going to come in. I guarantee you, she's just going to start put it right back up, printing more money every month. No doubt about it. Um, so it's kind of weird. She, she has to. <laughs> yes, she has to. No, there's no, there's no question. Or she'll she be number to. four. Is what I have. <laughs> you don't want to meet an unfortunate bottom of the bridge, do you, Janet? <laughs> right. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are making a lot out of this, and it just looks like. Uh, as suicide, and I remember, oh, that means the stock market's going to crash. Nah, I don't think so. No. no. Why would it mean the stock no. market's going to crash? <laughs> no. If the stock market was going to crash and you're a banker that knew this, you wouldn't yeah, kill you'd, yourself. No, you'd, you'd be, short yeah, the market. You'd be ready to make a bundle. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so something else is going on. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, David Medine. Uh, now, he is the only full-time member, but he is also the chairman of the Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Board. Uh, you'll recall the PCL, the PCLOB, I think they call it, um, came out with a report uh, last week which said uh, pretty much everything the NSA is doing is unconstitutional, wrong, and should be done away with. This is a panel that was instituted uh, by the 9-11 Commission uh, and is, senator- is chosen by the president but approved by Senate. And, of course, uh, their report is shite, means nothing. And it gets no play... So this guy is now relegated when he wants to talk on C-SPAN 3. Uh, he didn't even get a lectern. They put him at a school desk at George Washington University with four yawning people in the audience. <laughs> it's, it's really, it really is pathetic that, that no media news outlet... And by the way, hello, Pierre Omidyar Cuckoo Guitar. Pierre Air Guitar. Where are you with your first look media? Grant Greerup and Poitras, you guys should be all over this. They're not even talking about it, which I find suspect. Because Glenn Greenwald is the first guy 
who is always ready to point to something and say, see, 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 but he's not even pointing to this. And I'm, I'm suspicious of that. Anyway, um, so we read this report, and it's very damning, and uh, I think the president never made a comment about it. It's his panel, but okay. Uh, uh, Spokeshole Carney just came out. The fact that you found him giving a speech to a room of guys, you know, looking for a place to snooze. It's so sad. It's really sad. And, of course, you know, all he could do was reiterate. He'll never be on a panel again. He he may not want to walk in buildings with thirty three stories. He, this was not a good a good thing. And the guy seems really nice. Uh, and he of course he sincerely did his job. He did his job. He absolutely. And this is a federal agency, by the way. And you know he's in this. He's basically complaining. He's like, we can't get funding. We can't get a desk. We can't get offices. <laughs> yeah, how's that that honest report working out for you, David? But the, what he said, which is what we already concluded. With his appointment, uh, and I'll just remind you of the conversation we had. Um, there was only a few days before uh, the Snowden revelations came out when when he was uh, finally approved and put in place. And and we, I, th- I think we were kind of joking, like, "Hey, that was just in time." Like, yeah, this thing may be scripted. Well, holy crap! Uh, after waiting for the Senate to act 510 days on my nomination, I was finally confirmed uh, on May 7th, uh, 2013, and I took office uh, on May 29th, four days before the first Snowden leaks were published in the art, uh, newspaper. So maybe somebody knew uh, how to time my entrance, uh, um, but uh, it's certainly a long wait, but I, I came <laughs> in at a very interesting time. Yes. You don't say. Even he knows it. Yeah. Well, it's... it's- kind of obvious in fact yeah i think it's so obvious that it it warrants a senatorial congressional well they don't forget we would you before this stuff was published this notice stuff they ran it through the agencies they had to you remember this yes, right yes we all remember so, they, they the stuff that was printed yeah. right the stuff that was printed in the both the guardian and the washington post where they got the special hit guy to come in yeah. and do the piece and they, and they probably had this at least a month, maybe two months before publication. We don't know. But whatever the case was, it was probably just in time to get this guy in so they they couldn't point the finger and say, well, where's this guy? Is that a question? Is that a question? No, I'm just saying. It's a statement. If you got, if this stuff's rolling around through through channels... Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to say, "What? The, where, where are we vulnerable?" Because you have right, meetings, and right, that's the first right, question. Right, yes. Right. So, well, one thing we've never filled this position, right. which makes it look like we don't <laughs> we, care about uh, human rights. Confirm him. Confirm rights. him. Confirm him. Quick. Five hundred days. Uh, that's that's. You know, five, it was like a year and a half. Yeah. So All you of a sudden, the guy. And now you can't point the finger at the missing position. But meanwhile, this guy's in there. <laughs> but, but we can push him down to George Washington University in the basement. <laughs> with a school desk, with a chair, with three it's legs. like Brazil, the move where they <laughs> yeah. fight over the desk space. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, so a couple other things that, that uh, well, first I had a thought. You know, we've been talking about Germany, Germany, Germany. And everything is Germany. And this uh, interview that um, uh, Eric Edwin <laughs> Snowden did um, was on German television. I have not seen a single... Uh, reputable news organization. I don't even think PBS. No one has taken a clip from it. They're not even referencing it. We did. Uh, no, no, I know. But Germany is... Uh, we need to speak about Germany for a moment. 
I want to remind, this is why I don't understand. We've got uh, Laura Poitras, based in Germany. She is documentary filmmaker, spy, something or other. Just shady, don't understand her. We've got Jacob Applebaum, the, the pornogra- pornographic PR guy for Tor. Because it turns out he's not, he's not the developer. He's a PR guy who used to do porn websites. Uh, we have that's Applebaum. Then we have um, Snowden's uh, main squeeze, formerly known as the uh, Julian Assange's girlfriend. She's in, in Berlin, and you know these are. I'm sorry, self-imposed exile. <laughs> self-imposed self-imposed exile. exile. Yes, we had um, uh, Grant Greenwald's uh, husband picking up documents in Berlin. Coming through Britain un- purposely, it appears to us to get at least caught, yeah. to get caught. Now I want to remind you uh, of the Hamburg cell, and this is why I feel that it's that it is very weird that no one is calling for you know. And and by the way, now we're all, oh we're so sorry we tapped Angela Merkel's phone. We won't do it anymore. John Kerry going over there to suck up to her. And by the way, she doesn't speak English with him. They did a press conference together, and she speaks German. It's translated, and she—I mean, I know she can speak English. It's—it's some. It, that was really weird. You know, she's like, "Screw it, I'm not—I'm speaking German." Uh, I want to remind you of the Hamburg cell, uh, which, according to the 9/11 report and all post-analysis of 9/11, this is where uh, several of the 9/11—if you believe in all that—hijackers uh, laid their plans in Germany. What is going on with Germany and all this spying business, and and why is why is no one really talking about this? Two thousand nine. It's definitely the new Vienna. Explain the reference to well, you know Vienna. Vienna used to be oh the drop point for all this international intrigue between the ah, KGB yes. yeah, and the yeah, CIA yeah, right, right, and all right. the rest of it. And it was always in Vienna, and I think it's because they enjoyed Vienna, and it was like, <laughs> where are we going to do this? Nice art, you know, it's nice. Let's do it in Vienna. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I can go to the symphony afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And in 2009, uh, there was a... Actually, I, f- I pulled up a, a Telegraph report. Headline, terrorist cell found in Hamburg where 9-11 tacks were conceived. German intelligence services learned that a new militant group with 10 members headed by a German... Headed by a German of Syrian origins, interesting, had sprung up in the port city. And so they, there was another cell there of terrorists... So, you, you know, I'm not necessarily trying to tie anything together, but why isn't anyone saying, what's up with Germany? Now, amidst all of this kind of looking around and trying to understand the timeline of Edward E. Edwin Eric Snowden, uh, something very interesting cropped up, and I need to give Kiwi Cameron some props for this. I'm going to play two clips, one from the original, and by the way, if you have a chance, it's linked in the show notes, go back and watch the original, the first interview from Snowden, where Graham Greenwald is asking the questions, it's the Poitras interview, where he re-explains the PRISM system. Um, he literally says, to, to some very explicit detail, that Apple, Google, Microsoft, Yahoo give access to the back end to the NSA so that they don't have so that they have no culpability. 
And right. he's very, very clear about that. That's um, right. And he, he did. And and, and, the slides were clear about it. But the, forget the slide. He says it so clearly that, and I think people, you know, skirt around that. And we've got all these companies like, oh, poo-hoo, man, we didn't do anything. I think they're full of crap. But, of course, we have to protect them. Now, anyway, listen to what he said in interview one and what he reiterates in this second interview, the only shown on German television for some reason no one in America wants to show it. Not all analysts have the ability to target everything. But I, sitting at my desk, uh, certainly had the authorities to, to wiretap anyone from you or your accountant to a federal judge to even the president if I had a personal ah. Now, at first, this just sounds like he's just saying something like, I can tap anything anywhere. But now the second interview. When you are on the inside, when you go into work every day, when you sit down at the desk and you realize the power you have, you can wiretap the president of the United States. You can wiretap a federal judge. And if you do it carefully, no one will ever know because the only way the NSA discovers abuses are from self-reporting. There's your answer why Edward Eric Edwin J. Snowden will come home and will be scot-free because he's got the goods. That's a message if I've ever heard one. Oh, so, oh, that's an interesting, I like this. I'll give you a point. How many one. times does he have to say, I can tap the president, no one will know about it. I can Which tap also the federal means judge. I may have some goods on whatever. I got yes. some I've already tapped the president. Yes. What he might as well yes. say. Yes, I've got the goods. That's exactly what he's saying. And he probably has some set because he's not the dumbest guy I've ever run into, that's for sure. <laughs> In fact, for a high school dropout, it's probably because he went straight to, <laughs> you know, straight to yeah. college. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He dropped. He dropped out when because he was so brilliant. You mean? Yeah, I'm sure. No, I mean he's just obviously he's he's sharp. Yeah, and he's not the whole. How did this idiot high school dropout get get the goods on these people? With his fake girlfriend, uh, you know the one that doesn't exist. We know she doesn't exist. Who? His his fake girlfriend. Oh, the girlfriend. Please. Yeah, why is no one interviewing her? Why are they not? Why is the National Enquirer not hounding her? The whole thing is a joke. The way this is being handled, and why the American public is completely cut off from all this. I mean, you might as well be in communist. You know, not today's China, but communist. Why doesn't she have a? Why doesn't she have a book deal? Why doesn't she have a reality show? Dude, we could make. We could produce this. Dude, dude, we could produce this. (laughs) I was. I was the spy's girlfriend. (laughs) Now on Bravo. It would be great. It's not done take a genius. She could hang out with Anna. We could we could have a meeting between the hot spy Anna. What's her name? The Russian one that got deported. Who's doing? Oh yeah, that one. Who's doing fashion shows? And then we can put her with with Emily. What's her name? Harrison. Harrison. The the hot girl in Berlin. It could be yeah. a multi continental show. But could no, be big. no, she's nowhere. We get we get the the new girl with the with the beautiful little black dress she had on over there. We get we get lots of stories about the the formerly Russians, but why not about her? Because she doesn't exist. And this guy is sitting there, he's like, "Okay, well, I could tap the president." I, I actually disagree with that. With the president? No, that she doesn't exist. I think because because I remember when they were doing interviews in Hawaii early on, when this thing broke, and the guy next door neighbor was talking about the two of them and the boxes that were in the. Uh, weird boxes stacked high in the uh, garage and then they both disappeared overnight 
Oh, she may be dead. On. That's no, possible. I've always been convinced that she was probably the, the, his boss or handler for the agency. But that's possible. All and I that's know why is, she disappeared. All I know is that I can tell you, I can point to, I can probably call three producers, one at MTV, one at Bravo, and probably I could call the president of A&E. And if I said, hey, I've got the Snowden's girlfriend for a reality show, boom, you know, they give me yeah. a 13-episode deal right there. Yeah, and I'm sure you're not the only person in the world who's thought of that, but she works for the agency. Exactly. Okay, there you go. And the eight, and someone is saying very clearly to the president, I have the goods on you. And if you take it... Who do you think the goods are? Uh, uh, gay hookers, because, uh, first of all, that's his history. That's what's always been rumored. I have no proof of it, of course. Uh, National Enquirer I picked up the other day. I love picking up the National Enquirer at, at the HEB uh, when I do the shopping. And <laughs> when I do the shopping. It's the shopping. The shopping. When I do the shopping. Uh, normally we go to Wheatsville, but this is just for the like paper products and stuff. Wheatsville. Wheats. W H E A. Oh. Wheatsville. We're we're owner. That's the co-op. Um, and right there, it's uh, Michelle wants a divorce. Right. He's hanging out with the pimp. You know the tits tits comb titsville guy. It's not saying gay, but we know this is Larry Sinclair. I mean this. These things, look at, there's a hit list around Obama and it's all young black gay men. Killed, shot in the head. And you're to blame. Uh, that's what I think it is. Because what else? The American public would not care about anything else. No, they would get, they would get a kick out of the gay thing though. It, it would, if it was just, uh, so what, what the Enquirer is saying is they're saying that uh, Michelle Obama found out from the Secret Service that they had been covering up his cheating. Right. They don't say necessarily, and then they show a picture of him with some actress or whatever, like he's looking at her, and then the selfie with the, with the Denmark chick, um, which is a new term for prime And he minister. throws baseball like a girl, by the way. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean you're gay. That has nothing to do with it. That just No, it has nothing to do with it. Oh, I, I, oh. Got myself. Yeah, you. It's okay. You can. I'll just pretend I heard. Moreover. <laughs> Moreover. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was very interesting, and to me, it means that that uh, this is the message. The message is clear. Um, we, I'm coming home because I'm tired of being here in Russia, and, uh, and I want. You, and by the way, I want you to bring the my hottie back from Berlin too. I, how much do you? I'm going to bet you right now that she comes back and they live together. <laughs> no, I've, I, I can see I'm it. In, I'm putting it in the book. I think it's a great <laughs> prediction. I think her name is Harrison. Rebecca? Is it Rebecca Harrison? I don't know what her name is. Um, I have not seen the interview. I have a. I got a transcript. I guess they're holding it back, and I couldn't find anything online. Jake Tapper, of all people, the guy who was kicked out of the White House press corps, now is getting a, a Vita Gutmacher, as we call it, and he was allowed to interview the president post the State of the Union. And the quote here from the president, I think Jim Clapper himself would acknowledge and has acknowledged that he should have been more careful about he about how he responded. Wow. Talking about Clapper's yeah, uh, uh, perjury? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a humiliation that Congress has not done anything about it. His concern was that he had a classified program and that he couldn't talk about and he was in an open hearing in which he was asked, he was prompted... Interesting. With a prompter. 
to disclose a program, and so he felt he was caught between a rock and a hard place. Uh, no, Mr. President, James Clapper is a moron. We've seen it time and time again. Holder Holder did it right. Remember, we have that clip. Uh, Holder slick. Holder's yeah. asked the same thing, and, and he won't he answer, won't answer it. He won't even answer. He okay. says, well, I can't answer that. I have to do it in closed session, and that's when we'll talk about it. Yeah. He didn't say no. no. He didn't say yes. No, we know what happened here is Wyden, the Senator Wyden, asked the, cre- the question incorrectly, not in accordance with the script, which they had agreed to in the days previous to the hearing. Well, I thought that, no, I thought it was Clapper didn't bother to read the script. Oh, I, they may have changed it. It was something like that. But Clapper had, was not following with the script of the day. And then um, he perjured himself. And now for the president to apologize for him. Wow. For this, this, you know, if, <laughs> it, shall I just, if I was advising the president, but of course, you know, maybe because of whatever, maybe he has no power at this point. But if I was advising the president, I would say, make him the fall guy. Put it all on Clapper. Get rid of him. Put a new guy in place. Tell him he's a liar. You can always pardon him later in a couple of years. You no, know, actually, that would be a great idea. You, you throw the whole, you throw yes. him under the bus. You tell yes. him in advance you're yes. going to do it. Dude, I'm sorry. So here's what's going to happen to you. You're going to get thrown under the bus, and then you're going to take the blame for the whole thing. Exactly. And, and and you know what? And the guy is patriotic enough that he would he would say, okay, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd do, do it. Oh, yeah, in a second. Yeah, I'd do it. He doesn't look like the guy who would say no to that. No, or, you know, no, no. well, you could say no to that and end up dead. Yeah. With a phony suicide note it's, it's saying that the whole thing was your idea and so you're why, sorry. So why do you think that hasn't taken place? And why is, one step further, why is Clapper apologizing to Tapper? You I mean, tell me. The I, I mean, it's, that's weird. Well, I mean, Clapper's not some important person that needs to be, you know, stay in that job. Well, as we know, according to Executive Order 12333, the Director of National Intelligence, everybody reports into him, including the CIA, or whatever they think, they, whatever they want to report into him, but everyone is supposed to report into him. He's the central guy between the intelligence community and the president. Uh, maybe Clapper's in on the deal. Maybe Clapper knows about you know the whole CIA NSA thing. Well, even if he does, what difference does it make? Well, the, I, the only thing I'm saying is, what difference does it make? It would be nice to know what's going. Yeah, but he's on. not going to say anything, even if they threw him under the bus. Let's agree that the term "throwing them under the bus" just has to be banned from this show. I it's not yeah, it's, it's not a good it's, term. It's not okay, a good okay. Term. I, I I'm now you're up one. I'll have to come up with one of your little favorites <laughs> to get rid of it. Maybe bitch. You always say bitch. Well, don't act like one then. Not that. Should be banned. It should be banned. <laughs> okay, it's banned. Done. Right. It'll be much easier for me to do that. Um, I did see for th- me to say it, you you telling wait a minute. Are you telling me that it would be difficult for me to not use under the bus? We shall see. But you implied. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I meant. I'm looking at this document, which I did not hear a lot about, and apparently uh, uh, there's a, an EFF.org. I'm not quite sure how they... I'm sure they're getting it from Poitras or God knows. But the Electronic Frontier Foundation has a uh, an RSS feed for their... What do they call this? It's the... It's for any document that uh, is that comes out, essentially, NSA spying. I think if you go to EFF.org slash NSA dash spying, 
and then you can get these documents. And so if this is a true document, I, I thought this was hilarious, and I didn't hear anyone reporting on it. Um, and this is from 2009 from the Copenhagen, Copenhagen COP15 Climate Change Conference. And it's a report from SN, SINIO, what is that, Signal Intelligence, SIN... I don't know all these cla- I don't know all these codes they use. Uh, anyway, yeah, analysts looking up codes. Analysts here at NSA, as well as our second party partners, will continue to provide policymakers with unique, timely, and valuable insights into key countries' preparations and goals for the conference, as well as deliberations within countries on climate change policies and negotiating strategies. <laughs> We're spying on the on the greenies. Good. It's about time we put it to good use. That's really, uh, that's damning, man. That they're not terrorists. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, maybe they are. <laughs> Given such large, large participation with all 192 UN member states invited to attend, leaders and negotiating teams from all around the world will undoubtedly be engaging in intense last-minute policy formulations. At the same time, they will be holding frequent sidebar discussions with their counterparts, details of which are of great interest to our policymakers. While the outcome of the Copenhagen Climate Change Conference remains uncertain, Signals Intelligence will undoubtedly play a significant role in keeping our negotiators as well informed as possible throughout the two-week event. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're evil. No, it's all for the good of the country. Oh, of course it is. USA. USA. We're number one. We are number one. And that's what the... I don't uh, know, number one in what? (laughs) Spying. That's what the the CELAC finds as well. This is the uh, Caribbean and Latin American countries, I believe. They have a little conference, the CELAC. Yeah. And uh, the president of Bolivia, uh, who was in on the game, by the way. Pretending that uh, that his plane was uh, forced down in Vienna. There's your Vienna reference. More than 30 Latin American and Caribbean countries are declaring the region a zone of peace. They signed the agreement during a two-day summit in Cuba. The countries pledged to respect each other's right to choose their own political system. That's particularly important to Cuba, who has been criticized harshly for their one-party system. The U.S. was not invited to the summit, but it remained a hot topic, especially for the recent surveillance operations. If spying is needed for the international community's security, I propose that we all spy on Obama and his government. And then the world will be safe. <laughs> and then, and then the world will be safe. <laughs> oh, hey, don't go off script, Mr. President of Bolivia. Stick with the program. Everything will be fine. Don't be ad-libbing. Don't be ad-libbing, okay? Stop. So uh, just as breaking news for the show, even though we do this once in a breaking while. New- breaking, news. breaking news. Breaking news. Philip Seymour Hoffman dead. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's shocking. Yeah. He's he young. It's an apparent drug overdose, but really, I don't know how they can come up with he's, that. He's pretty young. He's he's not. He's forty six. Holy crap! Wow. Ah, uh, New York apartment. Well, if you got to go, might as well go in the New York apartment with a hooker. Well, the hooker was not there. If, mm. if, she, if there was a hooker. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sad. That's yeah. a great actor. Yeah, no, actor. he played a lot of very controversial roles. <sighs> oh, all right. 
Well, thanks for bumming me out. Sorry. Huh. I didn't know you knew the guy, did you? Um, kind no. of. Uh, not. No, kind of. I met him once. Very shy. Hmm. All right. We got a couple things. You know going what? On. No, no, no. This. You know what I'm thinking? What? I got it because I've been tracking this. I'm going to guess heroin. And there is. A, I'm, I've been tracking something here. Something is going on with the poppies. Now we know we're about to pull out of Afghanistan, or so-called. And everywhere I turn, it's all about heroin. And I'm thinking a couple of things. First of all, if we actually do pull out away from the poppy stand fields. Who is going to run the heroin into America is the question. It will be very hard because we just won't have the the flow. We won't have the throughput of the planes. We won't have the mechanism in place. And if and people, if you think I'm just bullshitting you here, go watch American Gangster and seriously go which look. Which was at, a true, but which true was story. a true story. True story. True story. Uh, and, and and who says it's no longer true? And, and look up Mena, Arkansas, and there's a million places you can find information about this. And please look at where the bases are in Afghanistan. You will see, you will see that they are conveniently located. We've beaten this up on the show quite a bit. Not everyone has been listening to the show for a long time. That's and true. the uh, Europe, the United Nations Office of uh, Drug Policy and Drug Tracking, you know, year over year, and this year no different. Uh, production of heroin. Uh, off the charts. And here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing nothing but heroin promotion. Um, here rec this week. Son of Senator Mark Udall, Democrat of Colorado, was arrested this week on drug possession and trespassing charges. The Boulder County Sheriff's Office said Thursday, Jebediah Lee Fox Udall. <clears throat> Great name, by the way. Jebediah Lee Fox Udall. Was taken into custody on Wednesday after the sheriff's office received a report that a man matching his description was trying to break into cars in El Dorado Springs, Colorado. After the authorities stopped and searched him, Mr. Fox Udall admitted to having used heroin in the past 48 hours. Okay, and then we have from yesterday. State health officials say a deadly batch of heroin is hitting Maryland streets Friday. The already potent drug is now being laced with fentanyl. Woo! So we got heroin, heroin. We had the... What's it laced with what? Fentanyl. Huh. Do you know what do you know what this is? Fentanyl? No, no. Oh, uh, it's. Uh, I think it's eighty times more powerful than morphine, and that fen fen stuff. We talked about it a couple shows ago. Uh, no, I think I think we talked about this stuff. No, before. no, this is something different. It's fentanyl. Oh, well. Fentanyl. No. It's... And by the way, the the story of the Udall kid seems also seems more to me to be connected to the legalization of marijuana in Colorado mm, mm, maybe. as a cautionary tale. You're going to watch it come out. Oh, well, I started by smoking marijuana, and then the next thing I know, I wanted to use heroin. Uh, well, that's not how the story ends. In fact, it, 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 he was picked up for heroin last year, so it's really not, they do not uh, compute. Could be. Udall is also a Democrat, so they're not even trying to rip any Republican guy. But this, this deadly heroin. Republicans don't use drugs. Uh, wow, look at this heroin fentanyl mix plaguing many states. Oh, this is a bit much bigger than I thought. Um, but it's yeah, all just fentanyl, really... That's the stuff we talked about, fentanyl. Is that, that's the stuff that they are using in, in Syria? Was that it? Yeah, I think so. No, no, that was, some, that was something else, John. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a painkiller. 
Okay, now we got to go. It's something different. It's a painkiller. You got Syria the Merck book? drug problem. It was not fentanyl. Because these guys would be falling down. That was more like a, a hypo thing that they were using. All right, we're on our we're on this we're on the stick here. Yeah, you're on the stick. Yeah, keep talking. So the so this mix of uh, heroin and fentanyl is it has a trade name Theraflu, which is funny because whenever I have I don't feel good. I love taking Theraflu. You take Theraflu? Yeah, ah. <laughs> but not this kind of Theraflu. There's also a competing brand called Magic City. Uh, and the fentanyl, so when you match this, uh, when you mix these two together, it's like heroin on, uh, uh, you know, to the max, like ampli goes to 11 and 39 people have died in Baltimore alone of this mix. Yeah, fentanyl, fentanyl, Syria. Really? This State is State issues, fentanyl warning, fall of uh, holy, overdoses. Holy crap. Fentanyl causes overdose boom in Estonia. John, we're onto something here. This, this is, I think this is significant. And what happens if we find out that um, the actor, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, if he OD'd on heroin and fentanyl mix? I don't think it's, at this point, based on the way things go in the show and what we come up with, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> totally. But so this is now related. So Syria, this is the, this, now you have a Syria... Afghanistan connection, man, we are so good. Wow. So we bring in the heroin from Afghanistan. We got the separate trade route from Syria with the fentanyl. We mix it up, and we sell up the kids for $4 a bag. Is this a great country or what? <laughs> and Philip Hoffman is the spokeschild. <laughs> the spokesperson. Good work. Spokes guy. <laughs> good work. Oh, man. Because you know all of it's just promo. You know, if if you're if you're a kid, like, hey, that's that's fentanyl stuff. I mean, seriously, you, listen, listen to, they got a kid in this report. A powerful painkiller. Right there, I'm already interested. You put those two together, it's like one plus one equals a million. Hello, Common Core, <laughs> Common Core. Wow, I'm all over this. Substance abuse expert Mike Gimble says this could just be the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, where's the rest it of the? Sounds like that's another Soledad clone. As more of this hits the street. In a battle to win over new customers, hello, more people are going to run to it, uh -huh. thinking they can handle it, uh -huh. and they can't. We are so number one. The Office of the Medical Examiner says the drug has killed 37 people statewide. Uh, losers. Just don't know how to do it. Losers. In September, most being in Baltimore City, Baltimore, Prince George's, and Anne Arundel counties. I go lock myself in my bathroom. This man describes to CBS... Now, this is not a man. This is a kid. All right, this is a teenager describing how he takes it. I lock myself in the bathroom. Receiving news, what it's like to try the lethal drug. Within probably 20 seconds, I was out. How the yeah, wow, 20 seconds, I was out. <laughs> Good to go. Where do I pick me up some H&F? Officials say fentanyl. Well, huh? Well, I was going to say, if you remember one of the things that we talk about on the show, and you, and you would like to actually harp on, is that it, the more that you should, then that's the reason that it increases to, yes. uh, tobacco sales is that if you put all these horrible warnings on, this will kill you. The more you sell. You sell more. And that's the, also the basic thesis that we have uh, based on the uh, all the commercials. Drug disclaimers. Drug commercials and all the bad things are going to happen to you if you try this drug. And people, for some reason, it, it turns out to be a sales pitch. 
and this pitch is being pushed right now. And John, look at the, if you just Google, I just Googled fentanyl. I didn't even Google it, the heroin mix. And let me go back to the, uh, so here it is. Uh, heroin fentanyl mix plaguing many states. Um, that's the, that's the top, the, the top hit. And I, and I didn't even put heroin in there, just fentanyl. Fentanyl transdermal patch. Fentanyl <laughs> drug effects of duragesic fentanyl. So now I'm going to do heroin fentanyl. Killer batch of white heroin responsible for at least 100 deaths. Hey. Hmm. Heroin users warned about deadly additive. Washington Post. But this is, wow. This is June 2006. This is interesting. So that was their previous marketing push. Well, this is the, okay, let's assume that we're still in play here with the heroin coming in. Now it's the, the supply is going to be prices, less. Prices are about to go up. Yeah, so you need a filler. And so what you're doing now <laughs> Hamb- is. Hamburger helper. <laughs> you're promoting this as a, as more than a booster. It's, it's not like just that you're, essentially what we're talking about here, let's be honest about new this. New and improved. From a drug perspective. New and this improved. Is, Cutting heroin. Yes. The old-fashioned way where you take some heroin and you cut it back and then you yes. sell somebody some weak crap for a lot of money. And here's here's the beauty. Where's the fentanyl coming from? Where's the hamburger helping coming from? Hamburger helper coming from? It's coming from Syria, which is in play. Right. Uh, so and, it's and cheap. So it's cheap. Super cheap. And it's being sold in the way that it, things are always sold to America. One, it's really bad for you. You might get anal leakage. Two, it's new and improved, kids. Look, it's all shiny. And it has a cool name, like Theraflu or Magic Bag, whatever. (laughs) And that's how we sell it. So this is 2006, Chicago, the largest clue that something had changed in Chicago's vibrant heroin market. 2006, people, eight years ago. Came in February. Oh, boy. February seems to be the, the harvest. When police found a dozen users sprawled unconscious in one place. Toxicologists at the Cook County Morgue discovered fentanyl, a powerful painkiller many times stronger than morphine, in the bodies of addicts who died. A small amount of fentanyl in a dose of heroin adds a pop that many users have come to crave. That's right. And even, we even use the term, kids, like pop. Snap, yeah, crackle, and pop. It's a new phenomenon. It's the latest high. That's funny. How come they're saying it's a new phenomenon all over again eight years ago when it was a new phenomenon in 2006? <laughs> well, you know, if it didn't sell the first time, <laughs> just repack- try it again. Repackage it and sell it again. Lorraine Police, November 12, 2013. Fake heroin causing ODs is pure fentanyl. Woo! Uh, wow. Interesting. Well, this, this is that we're the only people talking about this. I'm we're certainly say. the only people connecting it with Afghanistan and Syria. I mean, the Syria thing is just crazy. That's just really crazy, John. It's wild. <laughs> we're out of control on this show. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. We do have a short list of people to thank. And I want to remind people that you're donating to the show so you can hear conversations like this about fentanyl coming out of Syria, overdoses in real time, 
with the Philip Seymour Hoffman and talking about uh, the possible uh, blackmailing of the president of the United States. And no, this is never found anyplace else. Not- That's why people such as Surge Storms in Fort Pierce, Florida, uh, gave us $133.33. Um, in the morning to you, uh, John and Adam from sunny Florida, first time, long time lis- listeners, first time donor boner. I want to sincerely thank you for your courage. And he goes on uh, discussing how great well, the show he, is. He says, I do not usually pay for or donate to anything. However, I'm getting a lot of value. I look forward to enjoying your show guilt-free. Well, you never have to have... He wants some job karma, so... And, and there's a number of people that uh, that will be looking for job karma since we have a short list anyway. Should we just do that, John? A little... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Yeah! karma. There we go. Now, we have Sir Yoho from Woodbridge, Virginia with 12333, which is interesting, and I have to read oh, his that's note executive, because executive order 12333. I think that's one of our new donation models. One, two, triple, three. Nice. It's a good number. Great number. It's well, affordable. Oops. Yeah. It's, well, you can, you, can, you can do it in many ways. This is affordable. From Sir Yoho, he wants some calls to the Swazzle Knight. I <laughs> uh, want some credit for the Swazzle Nuff. I was my misunderstanding of your Dutch that created this No Agenda meme. So thusly, I would like to be known as Sir Yoho the Swazzle Knight. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hold on. We need a meeting. Yeah. What okay, I approve. No, it's good to go. Uh, At who, Rocker 182, $117 for South Plainfield, New Jersey. Who has the meetings from the, the meeting notes? The meeting notes. The, keep, <laughs> the notes are all the same. They say nothing. Just, in today's world, the, you don't take copious notes. You get sued. John Christek in Berkeley, California. Hey, hey Berkeley. Right up, road, right up the road from you. Um, $100, and we'll give him some fiscal year, end of the fiscal year karma at, at the end of the sh- list. Brett Mahoney, $100, North Quincy, Massachusetts. Um, Kevin Grant, Vancouver, BC, $96. And then we have our little group. Little group. Little group, little group, little group. Um, we have, starting with, um, Ken Burchill, Ottawa, Ontario, um, John Bennett, Frankfurt, Illinois, Kevin McLaughlin, Locust, New North Carolina. He wants an F the cancer. Uh, Eric Hallbritter, South Ogden, Utah. And that 69, 69, 69. You've got... Karma. Yeah, you know, if we can make it rain, we can get rid of cancer. And we yes, clearly we can solve that. Rick Barkhouse in Smith Falls, Ontario, fifty-eight oh, fifty. This is our buddy from the NoAgendaDroid.com, the the right. no, no agenda Android app. Yep. Thank you, Rick. Apps a buck sixty-nine. He pledged to donate thirty-three cents from each purchase, and he kicked in a little extra to bring it up to fifty-eight eighty. Thank you, Rick. Eric Ortner, fifty-five fifty-five in Sioux Center, Iowa. Alexandre Alexandru, or I'm sorry, Andra. Andrei Alexandru. Alexandru in Concord. He's right up the street from me. And that's 5050. Uh, Cliff T. Legrand, Oregon, 5033. And these are all $50 donors. Mark Tanner in Whittier, California. Sir Greg Borunsel in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Carl Barron in Malmo, Sweden, or or contacted the <clears throat> southern Swedish area. Mm. And 
that's it. That's all. That's all we got. <laughs> hey, good work, people. Well, can I have a little short today, which which is the same as actually to be looking at the spreadsheet. I did the calculation, same exact within ten bucks of last of Sunday. last Sunday. Yeah, yeah weird. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sir I Stone. think it's a Super Bowl. Super Could Bowl be. fever. Yeah, everyone's like all messed up on heroin and fentanyl. And fentanyl. Dude, got any Velveeta? Uh, dear Adam and John, I'm a knight in need of serious karma. In serious need of karma. I'm two times knight, unable to donate currently. Listener from show number one, the age of 27, just lost my girlfriend, have acquired a large mortgage payment. Will donate as soon as possible. Looking for a karma shout out. No fancy words. Just need need to hear the bell in my name. Sorry to bother you. I, if it wasn't so serious, I wouldn't even ask. Uh, dude, we break for nights here. Absolutely. Um, is it just uh, regular karma? All right. Okay. Here it is, and uh, I'm sure you can share that with a couple other people who are in need of it. You've got karma for Sir Stone. And thank you very much, Eric Ortner. He was on the list there with his uh, uh, 5555. He he says, uh, to celebrate the one-year anniversary of my website, I removed the money made from the site and its unofficial sponsors, which is basically a banner ad, and donated that money to the show. That's the 5050. The website is (laughs) sexualpredatordrone.com. I thought there was something funny about that. Yeah, a little... uh, It's a funny little site there. And, you know, there are people basically Googling and and they're like, eh, sexual predator. Yeah, what's the sexualpredatordrone.com? That might be hot. (laughs) How disappointed they will be. But, yeah, yeah, we show you a banner ad and there you go. That's our business model. (laughs) Which is truly value for value. So if you get any value, if you thought this conversation was interesting so far, uh, please think of us. We had another uh, producer who uh, gave us his Netflix money. Yeah. He said he gets more from this show than his Netflix account. Of course, he'll probably take another free account. You know, where you go with Netflix. Just change your name a little bit. I'm sure if people really looked at what they're spending every single month on so-called informational products. Oh, (laughs) It's horrible. That are or info, information, or entertainment products, or infotainment, which is what it really all is. Yes. Yeah, I, I bet you people would uh, would be yeah, a whole yeah, hundreds of dollars. Cable is ridiculously overpriced yeah, yeah, when you can is. get good over the air in most parts of the country. Yeah, it is truly. Uh, I told you I put an antenna up. I got eighty-seven channels over the air. When are you going to put get your ham stuff going, man? So we can do a QSO. Oh, man, yeah. A QSO. <laughs> Dvorak.org slash N-A. Uh, no, there you go. Well, we have uh, no birthdays. Well, other than uh, Miss Mickey's uh, mom would have celebrated her birthday today, so we think of her today. Uh, but no other birthdays to uh, celebrate on the list. We do have a nighting. So um, we have uh, Adrian from uh, the Netherlands, John. Can you bring out the, du- the, the Dutch blade? Very good. Adrian Fernoy. It could be Adrian Fernoy. Either way, we are very happy to welcome you, sir, to the round table, which contains nothing but chairs for knights and dames, and very proud to welcome you to the club and hereby pronounce the Sir Adrian, knight of the No Dinner Round Table. For you, sir, Cuban cigars, a single malt scotch, cannabis and cabernet, red boys and chardonnay, hot pants and booze, hookers and blow, three gates and a bucket of fried chicken, wenches and beer, Rubenes, women and rosé, vodka and vanilla, bong hits and bourbon, sparkling cider and escorts, or if you like, plain old mutton and me, right here. 
at the round table of the knights and the dames and go to noagendanation.com slash rings uh, to register and uh, give Eric all the information needed so that you can receive your ring, your sealing wax, and your proclamation. Just to stretch this segment out a little more, Kevin Grant's the one who uh, canceled his Netflix subscription and Brett Mahoney's the one who, uh, he gave us a hundred bucks, but he needs, I think we should give him some special job karma because he's just getting out of college. Oh, and he's, well, he doesn't want to be homeless. Yeah, he's going to need a lot more than just some special job karma. But for everybody just coming out of college, listening to the program, please. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Yeah! You karma. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Uh, I have a little story that's interesting. This is the nude protest in San Francisco. I think we should all pay careful attention. San Francisco police arrested at least four people today at a rally for nudity. About a dozen protesters were there to mark the first anniversary of the city law banning nudity. Organizers say there's growing acceptance of what is called body freedom, and they predict the law will be overturned. Violations, though, right now can lead to a $100 fine. The ordinance makes exceptions for young children and the beta breakers race. Yeah. So the race, they're running around naked. I guess children can go around naked for all the pedophiles out there. It makes no sense. This is such a weird country. Body freedom. Yeah. It's like internet freedom, only no packets. <laughs> well, it depends. Some of these people, I've seen them naked. they got, they got plenty, plenty of packets. packets. This country is so weird. You know, it's like you know, women can't breastfeed in public, although it's legal everywhere. You know, it was just... Suppressed, repressed, sexual craziness. It's no wonder we make the best porn. <laughs> we can't do it. It's really sad. It's really, really, really is sad. It's, There's a lot of sex going on. Yeah, but it's... We, we just don't like to display it. It was embarrassing. I think, I think it's just the opposite. Why is it embarrassing to display the human the body? Because I think we're a bunch of sex-crazed maniacs. Well, this is true. Much more so than a lot of these other countries. And so there we would, so by yeah, but, showing more, I think it's just like, no, 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 they may figure it out. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Because, so the reason why is we, the, the industry is better and, and has more money if we don't show like nipples and stuff and breasts. Because God forbid you see a breast. Oh. There's something like that. The gay uh, white paper, I've shortened it now to just the gay white paper. Uh, was released, of course, on uh, Wednesday's newsletter and Thursday, and it's, uh, uh, lots of people have been hitting people in the mouth with it. Uh, very interesting to see. Uh, some of our producers are doing some fun things with it. Uh, one of our, let me see if I can get his name here. Um, Yap Heilhut. Oh, we know Yap. He's, uh, yeah. he's, he's been a sponsor of the show. He sent a copy to the Dutch arm of Amnesty International. Nice. And they said, uh, and I have the email here, it's in Dutch, so I'll be translating on the fly. Um, they said, well, so he, essentially here's what he said. I'm very confused because you are telling people to boycott the Olympic Games not to go to Sochi because of their anti-gay laws. Uh, but this white paper that I've received, which has been written by a very prominent activist, gay activist, uh, seems to point to the contrary. And Amnesty International writes back and says, well, you know, if, we have all the information here, and they give him the URL. He says, yeah, but have you read this white paper because it says something else? And their reply is, 
Look, we have so much information coming in every day. We don't have time to read white papers. <laughs> I swear to God. That's Franz Stoffelen Amnesty International Public Affairs in the Netherlands. I sent a copy of the white paper to Andy Hum of the Gay News on Free Speech TV. And, of course, Never he immediately called you up. and no, no, <laughs> Never heard not. back. And I don't expect to, and I don't expect them to change their position. Russia sucks. They hate gays. Yeah. And that's, you know. Well, it's very interesting to see um, uh, Glad. The this of course is uh, gay lesbian alliance alliance and something uh, defamation thing, G L A A D. Uh, and they are they've got a they're really all in on this and, and um, actually have found a pretty cool website. They're all in on what? On making money off of hating uh, Russia for uh, uh, for being be, gay, be anti-gay. anti-gay. Okay. So they've brought in American apparel, and they're making all these T-shirts, and they're selling T-shirts. Oh, yeah, they don't want to have anything to do with this white paper. No, nothing whatsoever. <laughs> Go away. And, <laughs> shh, shh, shh. and Human Rights Now, they are, here, and this is, here, they sent out a letter. Time is running out for the sponsors of the Sochi Olympics to take a clear stand in defense of Olympic values. And uh, values, yes, values. So they, wow. they, that's, uh, a, that's uh, what's that oxymoron? Thank you. Human Rights Watch uh, is um, telling everyone to boycott Atos, Coca Cola, Dow Chemical, General Electric, McDonald's, Omega, Panasonic, Procter and Gamble, Samsung, and Visa. We have to get a hold of here. We have to get a hold before the Sochi Olympics. We have to get a hold of the PR people from. Coca-Cola in particular. And get them the, the white paper. And get them yeah. the white paper They'll and say, never hey. Do They'll never do it. They'll never do it. They'll never do it. They won't do it. They don't want to They want to, don't want to be in the fight. They just want everyone to drink Coca-Cola. They're not going to get in the fight. They're not going to. No they, one's going to get in the fight. No. We're the only ones in the fight. Yeah. And nobody cares. In fact, by the amount of poor donations and contributions <laughs> we get for today's show, yeah. they really don't care. You know what? We got thrown under the bus, John. <laughs> Say what, bitch? <laughs> Whoa, let me write that down. That was too... That's the opening of the show. That's great. Love that. Thank you. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's, it's very disturbing that uh, how much money is just being made and and it's exploitation oh, is what it is. Total exploitation. And the gay community is being exploited. The straight community, everyone's being exploited. The guilt-ridden liberals are being exploited. Yeah. The only people you know that don't care one way or the other seems to be the conservative right wingers, and uh, and I guess all these ag- these companies that are profiting, they care to profit. Just before the show started, I had CNN on the background, and uh, the anti-constitutional uh, host known as Fareed Zakaria had on uh, some Russian artist. I don't know if, if he was a um, like an artist, like a painter or a musician. Or it could be a house painter. Could be. <clears throat> and I just caught the part where he says, you know, I, he says, I speak Russian and I heard uh, the president's interview and he did not make any direct connection between gays and pedophiles. This was completely made up. And Zakaria comes back with, yes, but you're a personal friend of Vladimir Putin, aren't you? I'm like, oh, God. Oh, please. Yeah, it's re- that it's, guy is such a douche. Yeah, it's really bad. That's all wow. right. You know, it, that's actually something I would like to have heard a clip of that. Well, I'm, uh, after the show, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up some stuff. But for yeah. people who are listening to this program, 
you really take it from me. I've tried. You don't. This is a fight you don't need to have. It, you do not have to go out and fight people and say, oh, man, Russia's not anti-gay because you know what's going to happen? It's not going to end pretty for you. Yeah, no, just give him a copy of the white paper and walk. Give him a copy of the white paper and say, oh, you might want to read this. But what's good is whenever you see this or you hear this, you'll know. You'll be like, okay, I just it's just commercialism. And you'll know for the next time when you're being invited to do something that you're probably being soaked. You're always being soaked, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. If you're invited to do something, you're being soaked. <laughs> That's it. You're being soaked. Done. <laughs> Funny. Let's play this. I got this clip that just kind of out of the blue. It's got nothing to do with anything except this kind of the hypocrisy of it all, which I think we're kind of talking about. And that is the hypocrisy of the of the of the Democrat liberal uh, wing of the of of the political spectrum, which has always been against the death penalty and all. Ah, the death penalty. yes, uh, I have some clips of this. Is this a Boston bomber? Yeah, yeah, I, I pulled a couple clips. This is good. Set it up. Well, the, apparently Holder says they should kill this kid. Yeah, with the death penalty. I'm thinking. Wait a minute. I thought this this whole group of these. These people, the liberal people involved that run the government, are all against the death penalty, but this guy should be executed? Calling for the death penalty against the sole surviving attacker in last year's Boston Marathon bombings. 20-year-old Jokar Tsarnaev is pleading not guilty to killing three people in the April 15th attack. Another 260 people were wounded when two pressure cooker bombs went off near the finish line of the marathon. Tsarnaev's older brother was also involved. He was shot dead by police in a manhunt. Boston's mayor personally opposes the death penalty, he says, but he supports the attorney general's decision. As you all know, as a state representative, I voted against the death penalty. If I were to ask to vote on that today, I would vote the same way. But this is not my vote to cast or my decision to make. I support the judicial system, and I support the process that, that Holder put on today. Yeah, uh, I, now, okay, I have questions about that. Do, do you mind if I, I have two short clips? <clears throat> One which no, includes I, I this I want to hear your analysis. Is mine is just a, that is, you know, well, I, I have mean, a question there may be more to it than I this. I have a question. If, uh, the death penalty has been abolished in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, is this now all of a sudden a federal crime? Is this now different than, it, where is he going to be tried? I don't understand how. Is Did he, he break a federal law, a terrorism law? He's a terrorist. Okay. All right. Well, let me. Mm. Okay. I think the feds got involved, and so now it takes right. it out of the jurisdiction of the Massachusetts State Police, who are the ones who caught it. Right, right, right. right. Well, this it brings it into the federal system. So first of all, um, as you know, I think if we're going to kill people for the death penalty, I want it uh, televised. I want it live. Um, I hope we use the drugs we used last time where the guy's like can't breathe. He's g gasping for air for 15, 20 minutes. He's jerking around. Yeah, CNN needs something. I mean, no. What do you mean CNN? This well, is our show. Oh, you're talking about us doing a show. Our yeah, I know, I've show. always believed yeah, that should this be is, televised. This is like the Romans. That's what they did yeah. with the Coliseum. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I think we're going to kill people for that. And I can't wait to see the actual video that they say everyone has seen, but no one has seen. The video that is there, but no one has ever seen, where they are actually putting the backpacks into the garbage. Because even the governor of the state says, I haven't seen it, but they tell me it's there. I'm reliably informed it's there. They, well, here's, here's a question for you. Why don't they just show the video? What's the big deal? You know, it's it's. It, I think it's. They too, showed all the other videos. I think it's too frightening for us to see. 
it's too frightening to watch us to see yes. to take a backpack yes. with something in it and yes. drop it into a garbage can. And uh, this is going to scare no. the public. John, national security interest. I'm sorry, my friend. We cannot show this to you. National security. Don't you understand? We're responding to the news that the Department of Justice is going to be seeking the death penalty against Johar Zanayev uh, if he is convicted in the Boston bombings attack. Again, that was uh, last April. Three people killed, more than 260 uh, others hurt. Uh, this death penalty trial will be the highest profile, no doubt, since the Timothy McVeigh trial. Oh, okay. Well, I thought that was an interesting little combo. Well, how about this for a thought? says we realize that this whole thing is a bunch of bull crap they've got him aside they say okay let's assume that he was working for somebody some agency or this is part of a of an exercise that went astray which i think was one of our that was one of our original theories yes you if you say anything about any of this uh, or even bring up, and even if your process, your your defense attorney brings up the things that we don't haven't got a tape of you putting the bombs in there because we know you didn't do it. If you say anything, we're going to kill you with the death penalty. So that's what's going to be on the table. If you shut up, yeah, and take this like a man, we will. You'll get the death penalty, but then we're going to commute it. It's going to go into something into a. a Assist, the system's going to work around it. You're not going to get the death penalty, and we'll get you actually get you out. Yeah. And while you're in, we'll have all kinds of friends for you. I'm I mean, going, that's the only reason no, that you no, use yeah, that as leverage. Let's let's take it back a few steps. Get him to shut up. Let's take it back one step. What has happened with everybody involved in this case so far? The author, we had the entire. This was the largest manhunt in like U.S. history. They had an entire. The city of Boston was shut down. This be, and 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 in, in the theory of this was a, something that went wrong. It wasn't supposed to happen this way. We can't have the we cannot have these kids talking. Uh, their friend shot in the back of the head by the FBI unarmed. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we can't have anybody no talking. No explanation. And just to, so this this clip. I need to talk to this boy alone. Yeah. Okay, boss. Shot him in the back of the top of the head because he was so dangerous. The FBI. Yeah, oh, he attacked me. So this clip includes that piece of the... Um, was it the mayor or the governor? Uh, I think that was the, the mayor. mayor. But there's a, yeah. there's a little clue in here for us about the death penalty and everyone being all in, which is patently not true. As you all know, as a state representative, I voted against the death penalty. If I were to ask to vote on that today, I would vote the same way. But this is not my vote to cast or my decision to make. I support the judicial system, and I support the process that that Holder. Notice he almost said secretary for some reason. I'm not quite sure why, but put on today. Nine months after the attack that united the city, it could find itself divided over the attorney general's announcement. A newspaper poll found that 57% of Boston residents favored life imprisonment for Joker Zanayev. Only 33% want the death penalty. Oh, 33. And let me ask you something. Why did this report mention that? Because it was 57 versus 33. You're missing some numbers, which are not mentioned in the report. 57 plus 33 equals what? 90. Thank you. Where's the rest? They don't even mention that. It will now be up to jurors from the Boston area to decide his fate. Yeah. 
Uh, the, the 10% undecided. Is, yes, but, but don't mention, they only mention the 33%. There it yeah. is. That's once again. 33, that's a magic number. We shall see. But I, I agree with you. Shut up or we're going to kill you. And there's been tons of things that... What other... Um, who recently got life imprisonment but not not the death penalty at a federal level? You know, some, states, know. some states are crazy, like Texas. Like, hey, I don't like you, son. You can kill you. That's Texas. Texas, the, Texas is Texas, out of control. Kill, kill everybody. Um... But this is Boston, Massachusetts, and, and Holder has to come out and say, we're going to kill him. We're going to kill him. I don't have any problem killing people. That's right, Eric Holder. You have no problem. This president and this attorney general have no problem killing people. Every Tuesday. Let's look at the list. Who's on the list? Oh, oh well, it looks like a terrorist to me. It's kill him. Blow him. Blow him up. You got this. It's... I, where's the oh, there's no why do I even ask every time <laughs> where's the why outrage? do I even ask why do I even ask where's the outrage here's a here's an example of uh kind of would be called I don't know what what even to call this but this is um the blaze which is Glenn Beck's TV network that's mm -hmm. on certain cable systems mm -hmm. And they have a bunch of another outfit making a lot more money than we are. By oh, the yeah. Way. oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but they're selling a lot of. They're, they're in the seed business too. Really, seeds, gold. Oh yeah, seeds yeah. and gold okay. and all the crap. Yeah. They haven't really got any good advertisers. It's all a bunch of low end stuff, junk. And they have the, a bunch of news reporters, including a, a real a kind of a cute, funny looking woman, mm -hmm. uh, blonde, who does a lot of the the just the rate regular meat puppet stuff. And then they have these panels and they, but it, this is the kind of crap news that's, you know, all one It's very political. It's all whatever, you know, the, 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 the Democrats are all a holes and then mm. crazy cities like San Francisco. So I had to, I looked at this one up. This was classic, this crack pipe story, which was used on their show just to show you how crazy and stupid the liberal San Francisco is. Mm. Lost my time cue, but uh, I got a heartwarming story out of San Francisco uh, where they are going to uh, try to go through on a plan to hand out clean, clean crack pipes uh, to crack users. It's not unlike uh, needle exchange programs, you know, for I guess people who are addicted to heroin, they get clean needles. But the whole idea behind the needle exchange program is to try to circumvent the spread of AIDS, right, and blood transmitted diseases. I don't understand the uh, reasoning for passing out clean crack pipes other than making crack more enjoyable. <laughs> San Francisco's tried these kind of things with say, hey, bring us your homeless, we'll, we'll take in your homeless. You get a stipend, by the well, way, if you're homeless. Well, it's, it's, it, crack it is the cold season, my friend. It is the cold season. Rhinovirus spreads very quickly. Right. San Francisco has a way of encouraging a certain type of thing to flock to their city. Well, that would explain how Nancy Pelosi keeps getting reelected. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi joke. So this is just a, a great, great example of the kind of misreporting you get on these sort, these sort of alternative uh, news stations. And this is a, what's going on. If I want to explain, there is a story there, but it's a small group of two or three people. It's not San Francisco, the city. It's a group of people that are. Does, or making a big fuss about the fact that crack pipes are actually illegal in San Francisco. They're totally illegal. Hmm. And so they're this little group of activists about, you know, just this, that you don't, we don't, can't even identify them. It could be one guy. 
is threatening to give away crack pipes because these crack users can't use them. That's it. <laughs> it's not some scheme. It's like, you know, it's because of AIDS, they did the needle exchange. Now they're going to do a crack pipe, pipe exchange. It's illegal. This is like, this is the worst kind of misreporting based on politics so you can needle the other side. And this whole idea of one side versus the other, which you get with Bill Maher on one side and these idiots on the other, mm. it's, it, it's annoying. It's, 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 it's subversive. I think it's some of the worst uh, kind of thing that could be on television. I think that, I think the blaze should be ashamed of itself for doing this sort of thing. I know one of the head writers at the blaze, uh, coach Mike, Mike Opelka, um, and I know him because for many, many years, he was the producer and writer of The Morning Zoo uh, in New York. And he's, and they have a pretty big operation. They, they send out show prep every morning. He does that. Um, and it goes to, of course, the Beck and, you know, and then the, the radio guys. And, but there's also, they have affiliates somehow. I don't really know the whole structure of the Blaze Network, but they have affiliates and it's and it's essentially he's doing the same shtick as he's always done for except instead of you know hey everybody it's the morning zoo <laughs> yeah everybody yeah woo in the morning. it's just just insert blaze instead of zoo <laughs> it's the same material yeah same well posing is something else i'm sorry and it's not on the radio Oh, I mean, he, dude, Beck has a radio show, but The Blaze is a t TV show. No, but, but show. he it's the same material. Yeah, the same model. Same, same material. It's it worked literally. this way. It works. It'll work. Hmm. Uh, I admire the fact that they're making money and they're having a good time, but yeah. it's people should be aware and, and cautious when they watch these sorts of things. Whereas if you really track the news like we do, you'd have all of these stories about 2030. It's time for the rundown. I need a jingle for this, actually. It's time yeah, for the rundown. The 2030 rundown. Okay. This is, all right, here we go. Um, now, wait, let's start. Let's back up a second. You came up with this 2030 thing out of the blue, or were you given a clue about 2030? No, I was thinking about a donation level, really, which right. you, you still have not. $20.30. You still haven't done anything with that. Thanks. I'll do it in the next newsletter. Uh, although I like 1233 better. But, I uh, like 1233 a lot more. <laughs> yeah. five, so five times more to be exact. Yeah, yeah. So we came up. I was just thinking about just thinking about numbers. You know, numerology is very interesting on our show. And I thought, okay, we had Y two K, which was the big disaster, which was hundreds of millions, if not billions, of dollars of money. And there, there was some legitimate stuff that had to be Bust. fixed, but but it wasn't you know like this Armageddon. Then we had twenty twelve, and and people make lots of money off of these bogative numbers. And then I looked at the numerology and I thought, you know, 2030, that seems like a good number. Um, and, you know, it seemed like the right amount of years to look forward to something really bad happening. And now, of course, just like 33, people are sending me 2030 stories. This is the Club of Rome, which is not to be underestimated. Club of Rome. These are yeah, the these Club of Rome. super elites. Limits to growth and a study about the future of our planet. Uh, I could read the whole thing to you, but the bottom line is 40 more years, 2030, we're all going to be dead. This was apparently an older study. 2030, next Great Depression, MIT study predicting global economic collapse by 2030. Woohoo! MIT. Uh, there's a couple of those. And um, Times of India headline Humans will need two Earths by 2030. <laughs> by the way. 
<laughs> By the way, 2030 on my cycles yeah. uh, is the equivalent of 1990, the beginning of a huge economic boom. <laughs> That's why we got to be all in on this. <laughs> and then someone sent me this FM 2030, which apparently Friedman, he's a Persian guy, Faridun Esfandieri had himself cryogenically frozen. He was a transhumanist philosopher, futurist, and consultant. How do you be a consultant in a transhumanist movement? <laughs> I'm just reading. A consultant. I'm what do you just, do? I'm just... People are giving you a bad time about being a podcaster in Austin. <laughs> Say you're a transhumanist consultant. <laughs> I need what? business cards. Transhumanist consultant. What? I, I can say it with a straight face too. Here, try it out on me. Hey, uh, I, yeah. Hey, good to meet you. Uh, hey. You're Adam Curry. Yeah. yeah. What What do you do now? Oh, after I left MTV, I became a transhumanist consultant. Oh, oh, that sounds interesting. Yes, I'm cryogenically frozen <laughs> as we speak. Uh, FM 2030 is the game. So I guess in 2030, he's that's his hundredth birthday. He's supposed to come back to life or something. Uh, right, time time for the depression. Yeah, so all, all of all of these will be uh, entered into the registrar at uh, the twenty thirty club dot com. Get in on it, uh, start making your money, and uh, and and you know then send us a little bit because we're promoting it. We are promen- promoting the the total Armageddon of twenty thirty, which is fact. It's just a fact. Along with global cooling. From the Great Lakes to the Atlantic shores and all the waterways in between, it is an effect of one of the coldest Januaries on record. <laughs> oh, that's not even possible. Ice jams. They make for some spectacular winter scenery, but as our Kristen Dahlgren reports, they're also causing serious problems on some of the nation's most vital waterways. I did not know that this was taking place. Everything is so frozen that they have ice breakers out in our our inter like in M- Lake Michigan, Lake Michigan, but also Lake Erie would be the place where there's also, a lot of commerce. Also, yeah, and the Hudson River and ice because ice it's yeah, it's like the North Pole, the I North just use dynamite. <laughs> okay, dynamite. Thank you. And then we have uh, Gina McCarthy. Uh, Gina McCarthy is the new head of the EPA, which is, uh, as you know, an agency that was created by executive order by Richard Nixon, and they are responsible for um, doing a lot of things. And she is uh, talking to uh, some scientists here, and she has a very, very clear message. But scientists, you folks help us understand our world. You help EPA to meet our mission of public health protection and environmental protection. I need you now... What? Gina McCarthy? Yes. She sounds like one of those elitists that talk, you know, like she reads poetry on her spare time. I think she actually has a... I think she has a a deep, maybe Boston accent. I've heard her... It doesn't... This doesn't actually sound very much like her. She looks like Gene McCarthy, the guy who (laughs) ran for president. All right. Be quiet, then you can hear the, the gotcha in this little clip. More than ever, to speak the truth. I need you to stand up together with us and explain what the science is telling you. To tell people that science and technology improvements 
will allow us to take action moving forward that meets the needs of this president as he has charged EPA. It needs to meet the needs, meet the of, needs. of this president. Shut up already. <laughs> Science. We need to meet the president's needs. Wow. Uh-huh. That's, that's hardcore. Okay, that's a, that would have been clip of the day no, if it wasn't for no, the other no, clip. Of I already the day. got it. No, I've already. I, 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 I can't. I, that's you a know, good one. You got two today. You can't load me with too many clips of the day, man. It's just not okay. Oh, you don't r- rarely believe me. It's not that common. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a story breaking out here. What? Another dead actor? No, this is no, not yet. No, play the clip guns on Facebook and tell me what we, there's a lot of interesting angles to this little story. Kiev. In the United States, you can buy shotguns, revolvers, and even assault rifles on social networks. There are all manner of ads on Facebook and Instagram, leading web users to second-hand firearms they can purchase without any background checks or having to provide a criminal history record. It's an alarming phenomenon, something the Mums Demand Action Advocacy Group wants to stamp out with the help of an online campaign launched on Monday. Social networkers can show their support under the end Facebook gun shows hashtag by addressing messages to the powers that be at Facebook and Instagram, urging them to stop allowing this unregulated gun trade. Web users can also choose from a list of pre-written tweets, highlighting, for example, that if you sell firearms without background checks, they could fall into the wrong hands. Is this the Moms Demand Action Group that this is about? Yeah, which and, is and, which was bought by Bloomberg. Just want to point that out. Which is run by a former Monsanto spokeswoman. This is what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. And I should mention this is the second show where we've caught this this new kind of model, which is pre-written tweets because you're yeah. an idiot. Yeah. And 144 characters, God, you could get lost in such prose. <laughs> so you need yeah. a pre-written tweet. I think they even have web pages where you just click on it, you click on the link, and then it it, 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 it fills yeah, everything auto, out. Yeah, auto-tweets. Yeah, and it just tweets right for you, yeah. Yeah, this is a part of the whole, you know, get women to be uh, Democrats, that's why moms. It's always moms. Yeah, this is moms demand action, and the woman. And it was recently f- rolled into Bloomberg's uh, Mayors Against Guns thing. I forget what it's called exactly, but it's really one woman who uh, was a uh, PR person for Monsanto for many years, and then she started her own consultancy. She changes her name and then becomes Moms Demand Action. A very, very, very shallow money making scheme. And part two of it just kind of rolls out to kind of just a couple of little extra gotchas in there. And because there's a there's a third element here, which is kind of dis, disconcerting that that is brought up in the conversation quite a bit. See if you, can, you may or may not spot it, but I'll explain after this clip. Wow, that was sounded really condescending. No, it's because it's, <laughs> it's kind of buried. You may not catch it, but I'll explain it well, later. Well, okay, so <laughs> I'm surprised you've never heard of this law. I'm that you don't know that the NFL is a bunch of douchebags. You can't handle that, can you? You're really mad about that. <laughs> There's also an online petition addressed to the CEOs of Facebook and Instagram, Mark Zuckerberg and Kevin Systrom. It's asking them to change their user policies and prohibit all sales and trades of guns on their platforms, and in particular, private sales between anonymous parties. 
The campaign instigators say both platforms should take inspiration from policies adopted by other sites like online classified ads platform Craigslist, which explicitly prohibits the buying and selling of firearms in its terms and conditions. eBay has a similar ban, although it does allow trading of some gun accessories, but only under certain conditions. Well, you're going to have to explain it to me. Yeah, I know. I said it was buried. But this came up in the conversation a number of times when they were talking about drug or drug gun legislation after one of the shootings. I think the school one, and you know, whatever, whichever school, whatever six week one there was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so it was. Oh, and they were very critical about this. They said, "Oh, the gun guys. The gun guys are saying that Joe won't be able to sell his guns to the to Bill who lives next door." That's never going to happen. There's no way that Bill can't sell his guns to his friend. Well, buried in this story, it said right there that they're concerned about people doing, you know, selling private sales of me selling you my gun without me getting a background check. Right. It was very clear in there. Right. So that's bullcrap. That's what they're going after. They're going after getting the women to vote Republican and, and making so no, if you own a gun – that gun has to be completely monitored. It's where it's its whereabouts has to be monitored. Anyway, well, and and so that, of course, is the is the I guess RFID or something. There's going to have to be some way to to do that. I I yes. I, I kind of like it. I I wouldn't mind. I mean, if if that were actually law, I'd be like, I, I would sell a gun to all of my neighbors for a dollar just to get the mental check on them. That'd be kind of funny. No, I got this check, and you're nuts. <laughs> no, one, no wonder you never have your garbage out on the right day. People forget to put their garbage out. We got a note here from one of our producers, which I, um, if you don't mind, I'll just read it on the fly. Uh, listening to the show, I thought you guys could use some insight into what fentanyl is. Why, yes, we could use some insight. And remember that our produ- producing audience of the No Agenda show is incredibly diverse and yeah, we have big shots in all areas in all areas it is a pharmaceutical painkiller that either comes in the form of a lollipop or a <laughs> or a time-released patch that lasts 72 hours the lollipop actually tastes like candy but if a drug dealer tries to sell you a morphine lollipop or a morphine patch it's actually fentanyl in order of strength the list goes as follow one Codeine, two, hydrocodone, which is Vicodin, three, oxycodone, which is Percocet or Oxycontin, four, morphine, five, hydromorphone, six, oxymorphone, seven, iPhone, (laughs) seven, fentanyl. He says, what I don't quite understand is how they could cut heroin with fentanyl and keep the drug as cheap as it is. Fentanyl is expensive. It's an American pharmaceutical and it's expensive. The reason that so many people overdose is that instead of wearing the patch for 72 hours, they cut it open and eat the drug inside. Ah, to give an example of how much a person can handle at once, a lollipop comes in strengths between 400 and 1200 micrograms, and the patch should be worn for 72 hours, typically has about 10 milligrams. I prefer to say anonymous for this, you know, I didn't mention his name. Uh... uh, (laughs) Okay, <laughs> this is very funny. So I, I, I mentioned that we have people who are experts in all fields. Uh, here's his credentials. I'd prefer to stay anonymous for this email because years ago I had a problem with opiates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clean now and have been for three years. Good on you. I would prefer not to have this message attached to my name. All right. 
Uh, he does have a website uh, that I won't mention either, just not connect him to anything. Well, that's interesting. Uh, if it really well, now is made in Syria inexpensively, why is it so expensive yeah. here? I think it's just the drug. I think it's just gouging. It must be gouging, and the cheap stuff that's flooding the streets must be coming in from Syria. Well, that, why not? It, no, it must be. And in fact, check out this little link that I found might help us. Israel's military chief has said that some of the Al-Qaeda militants going to fight in Syria have bases in neighboring Turkey. There you go. So why don't we take the... we Maybe... Maybe this chemical weapons is something maybe we misunderstood. Maybe the chemicals are something else. Well, the chemical weapon thing is weird because the Navy, and I have the report here, this is not being reported. The only place you're going to report this or, or hear about this is on All Hands Radio, which comes right out of uh, NAVSEC, and which is the Secretary of the Navy's, uh, the only guy who has a website. And you know. are the only person in that viewing audience. <laughs> Me and another guy. <laughs> Their Nielsen's are not looking good. NAVSEC guy, you know, the Secretary of the Navy probably listens to it. But if you listen to this, this is quite interesting because this is the all-hands radio. I have the whole the whole thing. You have to cut it off because I didn't clip it because I didn't have time. But the beginning of the report talks about what they're going to do. They're going to actually take the, the chemicals, put them on some sh crazy ships that they're going to have specially outfitted and just supposedly destroy them at sea. Yeah. <laughs> and we're worried about this. Yes. And we're worried about Fukushima. Yeah. I find the whole thing to be peculiar. <laughs> this is all hands radio news. I'm petty officer Tyrell Morris. That's the gig for me, by the way, right there. I'm Petty Officer Adam Curry. This is the All Hands Radio News. The container ship MV Cape Ray and her crew deployed this week from Portsmouth, Virginia. Cape Ray is part of a DOD initiative to assist in the neutralization of serious chemical weapons. SecDef said the deployment is the first of its kind, as chemical weapons have never been destroyed on a vessel at sea in international waters. The surface Navy is taking a page from the aviation community by standing up their own version of the highly selective Top Gun program. Okay, the heart that's of the it. New community. Now he goes from story to story. Yeah. He doesn't have any breaks. Hey, hey well, hold on a second. The Syria thing, I think that was methyl fentanyl. Not fentanyl, but methyl fentanyl. I think it's, I think it's essentially the same product. It's an analog, but it's much cheaper to produce. Well, Looking, why wouldn't we, we use that? Yeah. I think that's what we're that's, using to cut heroin. Well, that's what we're using in the heroin, yeah. Well, 3-methylfentanyl was initially sold in the black market for only a short time between 84 and 85. Its high potency made it attractive target to clandestine drug producers. Uh, 10 to 15 times more potent than fentanyl. There you go. That's the stuff we want. Yeah, hell with fentanyl. <laughs> that's, that's for <laughs> pussies. That's training wheels, son. You want your methyl fentanyl. MF for short. Huh. So the whole thing is... And, is and, ho-ho, oh my goodness. 3-methylfentanyl was also reported by Russian media as the identity of the anesthetic gas, Colocol-1, used in the Moscow theater hostage crisis in 2002. It's used as a chemical weapon. Nice. Whoa! Well, maybe a whole lot of chemical... <laughs> we don't know what those chemical weapons are. Maybe it's just a bunch of methylfentanyl. And it's going to be hauled on the ship and not destroyed. Exactly. Taking the CIA to blend with heroin. No, no. What do you mean? It's already unloaded on our shores. Okay. Yes. Wow, my behind. What did they dump? It's like, hey, 
Yeah, not those. Yeah, put that in the water. Yeah, remember the, the Bin Laden thing? Wink, wink. Wink, wink. We're doing one of those. Yeah, we're throwing it in the ocean. <laughs> it's, it says right here in the Book of Knowledge, use as a chemical weapon. Huh. Okay, so we're being confused. So the whole thing, yeah, this is a complete... This is... This, this is a, a, a information screw job. <laughs> but this is great. So Chemical let me weapon, yeah, methyl fen uh, methyl fentanyl. Pronounce it. Yeah, methyl methyl fentanyl. And uh, the Navy ship, which was a container ship, by the way, if you re listen to that report. Yeah, do they have like a crane and everything? And uh, it's a container ship, meaning it holds a lot of stuff. A lot. Of, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's it's it's. It's the knockout gas. Yeah. In what, yeah, so, this is very sketchy. Wow. It makes so much sense. We, we, you know, we take the stuff, we're like, hey, man, this is good stuff. What do we have? <laughs> well, I got some iPhone 3s. Fuck, throw those, that shit overboard, man. Who gives a fuck? Throw that overboard. And we're... Welcome to New York Harbor. <laughs> Welcome to Philadelphia. Welcome to Philadelphia. <laughs> Welcome to San Francisco. <laughs> Welcome to Vermont. Hey, what you got? No, oh, nothing much. No, no, no. Uh, drop off this one container, cargo container. How? Container ship. Wow. Yeah, you know, if the world weren't so crazy and I hadn't seen so much nutty stuff in all my 50 years, I would, I would literally turn this podcast off. And roll my eyes and go. Turn it off and scream. <laughs> These guys are morons. Like, no, no, no. Instead, we're going to leave you on this high note, so to speak. Oh. Yay. I want to talk about the Central African Republic on next Thursday's show because all hell's breaking loose there and nobody wants to talk about it. Looking forward In to fact, it. In fact, our economic hitman said we're the only place that he can find anything, anybody talking about it. It's us. He thinks it's a huge humanitarian problem. We will be talking about that and, of course, celebrating the Seahawks win uh, <laughs> from your tax dollars. <laughs> All right, John. Are you watching the game at home? You're going somewhere. No, no. It's not in. It doesn't mean anything to me. I'm going to watch it at home. Oh, All right. My probably goodness. clip a few of the commercials. Probably not, actually, yeah. now that I think about it. Yeah. It's going to cook a meal and watch the game. Oh, nice. I'm going to hang out with Miss Mickey. We're going to watch the game. That'll be fun. We both enjoy men with tight asses. All right, coming to you from uh, FEMA Region 6, here in uh, Austin Tejas, Gitmo Nation, the Drone Star State. In the morning, everybody, my name is Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where the rain has stopped at least for a minute or two, which is, I'd rather have it raining. And back to the rain stick, I'm John C. Dvorak. We are your petty officers here in Gitmo Nation, bringing you the hourly news. <laughs> we'll talk to you on Thursday right here on No Agenda. Adios, mofos. The best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A.